G'day, g'day, g'day. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Weep Time. I am your host, Darken Tiger, or Darken for short. Today, we're going to be talking about fursuits, then and now. So, pretty much the way fursuiting has come from when both myself and one of my guests first started out to where they are now. Today, we've got two uh, good friends of mine. Both, both are fursuiters as well. Please give welcome to Blazer and Corgi Crafts, a.k.a. Melon. Welcome, welcome in, guys. What's going on? Um, Ted. <laughs> Typical thing for Melon. There you go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so how are you guys going today? How's your day been? How are we all running? Other than having fish in your mouth, Melon, obviously. <laughs> Been good. I had other things I in went... my mouth like 30 minutes ago, but you know. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I had plans, that. okay? I had to squeeze it into two hours. Yeah, but. <laughs> I'm leaving that one alone. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> that was fun, though. That's good. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. What about you, Blazer? <laughs> How's your week been so far? Eh, week's been going okay. I pretty much have been just working, enjoying my days off and whatnot, doing my thing. Nice. So basically, what today we're just like I said, we're going to be talking about first suiters. I've I've been first suiting for quite a while. Melon has been first suiting for how long now? Uh, since twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So about two to three years? About two, three years. Mm-hmm. Liza, how long have you been streaming? Oh. Before that, but I haven't mm-hmm. had Melon. I only got Melon in 2020. Yeah, that's fair. Yes. Okay. Blaze? Partialing since 2006. Got my full suit probably about seven years ago. There you go. And I'm probably, I'd be saying I'm pretty much about the same. I started for officially fursuiting uh, 2000 and I first got into a fursuit in 2006, but I officially owned my first fursuit, which was at Further Confusion 2007. That was my first time fursuiting. That was a trip. Holy heck. I remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because you and I were both there. Yeah. Um, That's when so, we first met. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's very. But that's the thing. Like that's the whole point of this topic is I want to talk about when we started first earning back then. It was very simple. Anyone could sort of just get into it. Nowadays, it's like you got to spend what ten grand now just to get a first suit. Holy heck! Like yeah, the I used, the time. I used to remember there was there was one creator that actually used to have like I think it was you had to spend over like five grand just to go ahead and have a full bodysuit. If you remember one suit um, maker by the name of Scribble Fox, mm-hmm. also a friend as well. <laughs> yep. There's somebody who was and from Squ- the other side of that coin who actually helped make fursuits and who actually made fursuits. The price of loan for materials has skyrocketed oh yeah oh yeah i was thinking of doing some edits to my suit because i was going to retire it but i wanted to wear it in january so i was like "Mm, maybe i'll just order some stuff to add some patches to help pull it Mm. a little bit my same firm 
three years ago was, I think, $35 a yard. Jeez. Now, almost 60 Jesus. That's crazy. But yours is also very simple, your fursuit design, isn't it? Yeah, if you're not hand sewing my markings um, mm. on my nose. The, the ones on my suit are airbrushed. Mm. But some of my colors are hard to find, though. Yeah. Like the teal. Um, we used for my pop hats and my inner ears. Um, we found a pillow at Walmart and stole the minky from it. We got a okay. pillow. Jeez. I know mine and Blazer's very two different tiger designs. Like when I got my first fursuit, my first one was a, for a lot of people who know, is a white tiger named Biako. And I got that through uh, Mix Candy or Latin Vixen at the time. Um, but the thing was, at the time, Latin Vixen wasn't very good with doing stripes. So she ended up doing airbrushing for me. So my fursuit was an air, had airbrush stripes on her. Again, nothing wrong with that really they came out really well like biako looked amazing blazers on the other hand yours one i think most of yours was sony sewn stripes you want to tell us a little bit about that the original suit was actually the original suit was actually created by um uh my original partial was actually created by fursuits by lacy and uh, when i got him back in 2006 it was the last two days of mff uh, when it used to be in schaumburg and what happened was I didn't have anything other than, like, hand paws, a head, and a tail. Uh, I didn't have no feet paws or anything, so I had to mess around with having to wear, like, long sleeve shirts for a good while until I went with somebody that actually made me arms um, that I can actually slip uh, with paw, uh, paws attached and everything. And I pretty much started rocking that sort of concept with a partial and um, all of those were uh, sewn in at the time, including my old tail and everything like that. But when I got my uh, my upgrade uh, seven years ago, everything was created by um, a furry machine, if you know Ramon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he went ahead and actually got my measurements and didn't need a duct tape dummy or anything like that. And he hand sewed every single stripe on my body and everything like that to the actual shape of me and everything and got it perfectly. That's pretty cool. Again, a lot of people don't realize like with first seeing like, again, for us back then it was a lot easier because a lot of people could do a lot of things nowadays. It's gotten a lot more technical. There's the 3D aspect to it as well now. A lot of people are using like 3D molds and all that to make heads and stuff. I remember uh, this. This is going back 20. Oh god, 2008, 2007, 2008. I remember I was helping uh, probably one that you both know, um, Oz Kangaroo. Do you mean like this? I know Oz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. My head's a three D printed. Mm. Um, but back then, when I was like, I, heavy. yeah, but I remember back helping Oz when we when I first got to know Oz, and at the time his partner Zoop, um, they were foam making a lot of their fursuit heads. 
And for me, that was a, a thing that I, I didn't think of. Like, oh, how the hell do you do that? And I, they actually took me through the process. They showed me about shaving and all that. And, I, and that's where I actually started to learn about how to do first in making because I thought, oh, yeah, this seems easy enough. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. Very quickly learned that was not the case. But nowadays, we've got, like, there's so much out there that can help shorten the time. Like, again, as Melon just said before, like, Melon's got a 3D printed head. Like, half the makers nowadays do that as well. They use that as a reference or a guide. Um, there's still a ton of fursuit makers that still do the foam method. Um, I just got the 3D printed head because it was hard to find a corgi-shaped head that I really liked. Um, so I found this canine head from a different maker and i bought it and sent it over to my maker the only downside is um because of the way that it is um not only is it heavier but you know how i have that issue with people booping me um so when people do it in real life they are literally slamming a hunk of plastic into my throat when they push on my muzzle because the underside um i'm holding it in my hand so the underside has like this hard plastic section and we put things over it to keep it from hurting me but it still doesn't quite keep it and so when i slam into things it's a lot more painful but i but, mean my jaw moves i guess that's hmm. the plus side that, that's the thing like back yeah exactly and that's the thing like back with like going back on the foam one like that's one thing the foam heads have a bit of an advantage on if someone does boop you you're not going to get like something smacking you. For me, I know, especially with uh, Biako and even Striker, my fursuits, when people boot me, like I can feel it, but it doesn't, obviously doesn't do too much to me. So I'm so used to it. But again, yeah, that that's an aspect of the whole 3D printing side of it that you got to worry about as well. But at the same time, there is also those people who have, and Blazer would probably be, I don't know, Blazer's experience or not, but people with actual, the foam heads that had movable jaws. I remember one fursuit... I could vouch for that one. Mm. I remember one fursuit head I had when I was at... Um... Oh, what was his name? Shit, he was in Canada too. It might have been Scribble, actually. I was given a fursuit head to try, and I think it was a fox at the time, and it had a movable jaw, but it had metal in it. And I thought, what the fuck? I, I had never experienced that sort of a thing back then and they were using like springs a metal bracket just so they were able to get the actual movements right um nowadays a lot of people don't do that i know that's changed compared to back then um but what, what so are your have, um, the, the problem that is is that when you go ahead and you actually have a lot of fursuit heads nowadays either have the uh the hinges on the inside of the jaw itself and you know, at times, if you're not careful, they actually do rust and everything because of steam. Mm. Yeah. And even with the foam, even with the the foam heads and everything like that, I know a bunch of different suitors actually did have that. And um, I can't remember the name of these suits, but they had an issue at the time when they were making the same fursuit head, but they were constantly copying the same style over and over. Mass producing it in a sense. Colors. Exactly, and they were just doing that, and it, it, it wasn't like, you know, too bad, but it got to the point where people started calling them out because apparently the metal actually cut into their cheek. Oof, shit. And, 
Yeah, it got it got real bad for a while, and you know they they never adjusted it, they never fixed it until they were getting more and more called out. Nowadays, <laughs> you know, it's either with the plastic heads and everything like that. The other thing that's used, like in my new head and everything, I got um, uh, elastic straps. So uh, when my head was made, it was made completely accurate to actually fit my head. And my lower my lower jaw just kind of sits on my chin, and every single time I open my mouth, it actually looks like my suit's talking, as you yeah. you know seen in my videos and everything like that. Mm. Yeah, and and that's sort of the why that sort of a little bit more oomph into mine. A little I'm bit more. Here, so I actually have to like open my mouth up really wide, unless I tighten, because one of the issues I have is mine's a little too loose. If I tighten it. It moves, but like I'm cutting circulation off to my head. <laughs> no, jeez, yeah, well, we don't want you to do that. You're pretty much tightening it like a football helmet. Yeah, it it's pretty heavy because like on top of like all the the 3D printed, all the weights up towards my nose, so like mm. it, it it's pretty heavy. Yeah, I got that too with mine. Um, even though even though the rest of my head is foam and everything, my nose actually is more like. I don't want to say rigid, but it actually feels more plasticky on the inside. But there's plenty of like, you know, breathing space and everything. And when when I go ahead and then, I mean, I could open my mouth and breathe if I need to. But even on a hot day and everything, you definitely want a fan going in there because circulation and everything in that thing is what most people really didn't have back then. So now mm. they're just trying to get more circulation into fursuit heads so that way they but can not only breathe. Mm. Well, I remember back when we were doing them, way back when, this is going back to me and Blazer's times, I remember people were slowly trying to put fursuit, in fursuit heads fans and all that. Um, I remember one, uh, Nitro, his name, Nitro Husky, he actually has, he had one in his muzzle. And it was the way he had it designed was it literally was like the shape of his muzzle. He was able to get air info, but he didn't have a very solid nose because that's where the airflow was coming in and out. Nowadays, I know that's changed. A lot of people have done it where it's literally just in their muzzles and stuff like that. I know in Japan, and this is one of the biggest things that I was I was really shocked by when I was there, a lot of the Japanese fursuiters obviously don't talk. They don't really communicate a lot when they're in fursuit, but a lot of them have very small mouths, and I thought that was a strange thing. How the fuck are you meant to breathe through that shit? But in Japan, they've actually were able to get like little portable fans and they use them as props so one of my friends in japan uh Roshiro, he has one where it's an ice cream and it's got a corner that's bitten out and what he does when he needs some air he just sticks it in it near his mouth and it looks like he's just taking a bite of ice cream but it's blowing cold air into the head it, it's it just shows do that with like uh cool coffee cups and everything they get mm. squeaker toys and everything from different shops and just <laughs> put in one of those little uh you know hand fans or something like that you mm -hmm. can actually grab from a from like a drugstore or something yeah exactly and then there's some there's a device out that i recently seen as well where and i've seen an actual fursuit to do this you can actually get a thing that's like a collar probably up melons at that thing but it's a collar and you wear it and it blows cold air up to you and I've seen fursuiters, some fursuiters who actually bought them, oh, yeah. and they wear wear them underneath their heads. Yeah. They're really, really cool. They're very well... They, again, they don't push out that much cold air, but honestly, if you're just walking around in a fursuit, every now and again you just need a quick hit, you just 
tap your neck and it blows cool air up to your face. That's a, that, again. I made a pretty big investment. Um, I actually have an easy cool vest. Um, I overheat easily. Ah. Um, so <laughs> That's that was I the next thing I was going to get to, but yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's fine. Go, no, go for it. Keep talking about it. That's fine. That's uh, good. I also have a. I have. I have the. I have the vest, and then I have a fan that you'll constantly see me walking around with this thing in my mouth because sure I can open up my mouth, but like sooner or later my dog gets tired of going ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... My main because like my eyes are pretty big, and I do get ventilation through them, but mm -hmm. it's not as good as people think it is. Because yeah. Still that mesh. Mm. that still filters a lot of the air so having my mouth open is quite nice so like you ask Levi and all my fursuit handlers I'm constantly like shove it in my mouth put it in my mouth <laughs> like, walk up and just slam my fan in my mouth and I'm like uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah well I think that was the same with me as well like uh, Biako version 1 wasn't too bad. Biako version one was good. It had good airflow. I could open up the drawer, get a bit of airflow in. Version two, however, um, the maker made the head right, but for some strange reason, when I put it on, his jaw would be like probably like that much open. But when I put it on, it went down to that, so there was barely any airflow to it. And I thought, what the fuck? And I found out it was a critical. I think it was a critical error on my part, not hers was when I measured my head, I didn't take into consideration where my chin was. So when they did it, uh, every time I put it in, when I get into that little groove, it actually pushes that jaw up and it shuts the mouth. So I've since had to, uh, what I've done, I actually modified Biako version 2 and I've put, as funny as it sounds, I've actually put two glow sticks inside his cheeks on the side here that give the mouth a little bit more opening. So it's just like silicone now. It, trust me, it looks funnier than it, it sounds. But basically, I've got like little glow stick. Uh, now they're well, they're not glowing now. They're tubes now, but little plastic tubes on the side of Biako's mouth that keep it open. So when I put it on, at least there's enough airflow. And because they're clear, you can barely see them unless you like you get up like dish close. You're not going to really sort of notice notice them. I had one person. They were like, "Are you totes ready just to be like?" Um, <laughs> um, I think he. I think he just snuck a kiss. That's all it was. No, nah, never lies. Yeah, that's what he was trying to do. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but basically, yeah, the tubes work as like a, a buffer for it. And even now, like right now, where is he? He's just like he's up here, and he's got a giant freaking carbon rider toy in his mouth to open the drawer up. And I found since doing that, it had a carbon rod. <laughs> well, pretty much. But it's the reason why I've got a carbon rider toy in there to open the drawer up. Supposedly, from what I understand, the foam is slowly growing to it. So now when I put the head on, the mouth is slightly more opened. Um, and I've noticed that compared to my first fursuit head where I never had to do that. Like I could just throw the head around and it was fine, never had to do anything. I used to shove like feet paw hand paws in their socks, underwear when I was traveling just to keep the shape of it and stuff like that. And I noticed a lot of people have sort of done similar things like that as well. So have you guys ever had to... foam head. Mm. Foam heads Sorry. were decent. I mean, you could pick them up from like uh, a regular craft store, like Michaels or you know somewhere else, and they do work. But the problem is the foam heads are 
a little bit smaller than, you know, actual people with thick skulls and everything. So it's a little tricky to try and still retain that shape without having to throw like a pair of socks in there with it just to make sure well, it, you know, <laughs> stays stays put. True. But what, what I'm sort of trying to get at is with that as well, like, uh, the only reason, like, I would put, like, socks or the feet paws or any of that sort of stuff in them was when I was traveling. I was more concerned that when I was traveling, things would impact it. And that was one of the biggest problems I had with version one. Because, as and you know this as well, Melon probably has experienced it. I'm not, I'm not too sure. I know when you're traveling, they say, oh, you don't want to have certain things go wrong. Oh, you shouldn't have, like, protection for them. But... When we were doing this, Blaze, you and I know for a fact, we didn't have like what are they fursuit carry heads now? Like those have I've been noticing more and more people have been putting their fursuit heads in these like carry on bags. We didn't have those yeah, back then, did we? No, the thing was was when I first got mine, I actually needed some sort of a box that I could have gone ahead and done things with. Back then they necessarily didn't have like action packers and everything mm -hmm. that were everybody that's what everybody's getting nowadays. And you could pick those up usually at like uh Farm and Fleet or if you're lucky Walmart. But back then I actually um when I got my suit I actually went over to this one place that was near the MFF Hotel. It was called the Storage Store, and we had to find something that was TSA-approved mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. we can actually go through the airport. And the thing is is that I've had, I kid you not, the exact same box that I've been using since 2006. I still have that box, and I'm still using it for my fursuit. I go mm -hmm. and I, you know, pa pack it a certain way to where how it's supposed to be in the box and that's my protection and it's like durable plastic and everything like that but it's strong enough to where you know even if you drop it bash it or something like that it's not going to dent it's not going to crack and it keeps the suit safe nowadays i just go ahead and i i keep seeing like people with actual like i don't know good guitar style case mm -hmm. shaped like a fursuit head so they put it in there and everything now. Yeah. But again... I use a tote bag from Walmart, like the one, that you, the reusable ones they use for groceries. I fold my ears in and slide it in there, and I use that as carry-on <laughs> because I am not putting my 3D printed head... I've seen, They've broken my suitcase twice now. I ain't putting my head in there. Mm -mm. Yeah, oh, my God. Wheels, my wheels got broken off because the thing was, after... I kid you not, after FC, when I went home... I found that both of my wheels on my box were busted off. Mm. Like I got it from the rail and everything, and both of my wheels were absolutely busted off the box and everything. So here I am carrying this big ass box and everything like that. The damn thing's about like you know five foot five foot long mm. and weighs about like twenty thirty pounds of fursuit, and you know. That shit was heavy back then, but you know, after a while, you know, I, you know, bulked yeah, up. Yeah, but now they got weight like limits. If your if your check in is like over fifty or fifty pounds, they like charge you like way more. Mm. Yeah. Here in Australia, if you're they traveling, charge an outrageous amount now. Yeah, here in Australia, traveling either to the US or Europe or wherever, for me, it's like anything over twenty kilos, and they charge you extra for. So usually when I book my flights, I usually ask the flight agent, like, what's the maximum limit I'm allowed for my luggage? And they're usually like, oh, 20, 25, 30. I'm like, cool, can I get 30? 
you pay a bit extra, but it definitely helps, especially with me with my last few trips to Japan. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm running around with two hockey size. I couldn't make my first few box of carry on, even if I tried. I I got a car I've got a carry on, and I can put some parts in there, but even then, like it's it's limited. I that's why I put everything into just the main bag. Like the only time I've ever had to take the fursuit heads out. Oh shit, that would have been when I was coming back from from Eurofront. Eurofront's 21. I was so drunk. Um, I was so drunk, except this one trip from Eurofront was a little bit different because I was actually flying from Berlin, Germany to, uh, to uh, the UK because originally that's where I came from. The problem was I was so drunk, I didn't pack my bag very well and I couldn't get the fursuit heads in. So what I ended up doing... And I was with a bunch of fur friends with me at the time. I ended up going on the plane with both Biako and Striker's head on the plane. Yeah, I had a lot of onlookers <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> and I ended up going to like, because we, we got the tickets for our trip, we ended up having up the back. I ended up had to put both fursuit heads on my lap and I ended up passing out with both the heads in my lap. It was kind of a weird experience. <laughs> But um, it was sort of like again. Sometimes you just didn't don't have the room. Um, but again, like you said, Blaze. Like nowadays, now you can get travel boxes now for them. I think uh, a friend of ours, Kinora, Kinora the the Purple Wolf. You guys might have met him before, or you would have seen his videos. Um, Kinora actually travels with. Yeah, he he travels with a big. I wouldn't say it's a box but it is definitely a a hard case bag and it's got wheels on it um and he's been using that for the last god 10 years i think he said it was but that thing's been like everywhere with him like it's absolutely chocolate's block um but again compared to what it was back then a lot of people just used again hockey bags or larger bags stuff like that so again times definitely have changed since back then to now um like melon was saying as well the vests the cooling off vests are one of the biggest things they were sort of i think those started coming out soon soon after like 20 was it 2009 i think they started slowly coming out i think it started when they started to come out yeah they were around for a while yeah um, i knew about them through my friend stolf um if anybody looks up military tiger You'll see a fursuiter named Stolf Waffles who wore his tiger fursuit to his, uh, what was it, his retirement or something? I don't know military speak, so I ignore me if I sound stupid. It's when you are leaving the military, they have a little ceremony for you. He wore his fursuit to that, because <laughs> one thing or rather. Uh, they allowed him to because... Well, because of his... his... Story, you would have to ask him if you ever saw him. I think it's because of his honors he had, but yeah. Yeah, and hmm. he brought uh, a cooling vest there, and they started thinking about putting something like that into the military for helping keeping the soldiers cool. And hmm. so that's how I learned about it. And then I was like, you know, it would probably be really great if I got one of those when I had a full suit. And uh, a very generous person in my community gave me theirs. Um, 
And it's the yellow ice pack kind from the website. So it's the kind that you can put it in a fridge and it will freeze after mm -hmm. it's in the fridge for a couple hours. I think that's pretty much what all of them are. Last as long. Mm. But so long as I'm kept at a certain temperature, I usually last pretty well. And I can usually go about three, four hours in full suit. Yeah. Um, and then hot, I, usually by that time, I go back to my hotel room. I get out. I put, uh, we have, we create this like tunnel type thing where we get a fan and we put it inside the, uh, the closet and we, that's usually what me and Stolf do is like, he creates like this vortex and then we'll hang up our suits in there and it will dry our suits and our underclothing. <laughs> and then we'll usually, we'll go get something to eat. Uh, we'll take a water break. I usually take a shower. Um, and we'll it, we'll run around to like different panels and stuff, and then, you know, by the time I get back, my ice packs uh, are cool, my suits mm -hmm. dry, and usually that's when all the first suit activities and raves start. So you know, pop an edible, put on my suit, and go dancing until I'm <laughs> literally like going. Nye, nye, nye. Yeah, it's like a freak. <laughs> I think I remember who was it. It was uh, the creator of the Easy Cool Vest. I don't know if anyone remembers that or whether that, I think that is still a thing that still goes in. I think the creator was in Germany. Um, I remember when he he brought that out. He brought the design out at Euroference the one year I was there, and I I was sort of very exactly what Melon was saying. How it was. It's literally like you get like little strips that are all packs you throw them in the fridge they'll freeze you put them in and you can run around three four hours pretty easily at keeping a cool temperature i myself didn't feel that i needed that because again i'm a person that comes from well one of the hottest countries in the world if you can first suit in that and not die i think you can first suit just about anywhere blazer i think you you first suited in cold weather i'm not mistaken like when you started out, yours was sort of more around the winter time, wasn't it? So if you, you're used to... MFF was actually... MFF used to be, like, when I first started suiting, it was cool. It was, like, really cool temperatures, but not, like, super cold. Uh, we, uh, we usually were at... I went to MFF more often than any other, any other fur con that I've been to. And we always did these around, like, um, I want to say it was the week after Thanksgiving, and or the weekend after Thanksgiving, because it was never before Thanksgiving. And then they moved it, like, to the very first weekend of December nowadays. And being in the Midwest and everything like that, it does snow here. And, you know, since I'm up, you know, up in Wisconsin and everything like that, I get snow constantly, so I'm used to it by now. But, hmm. you know, a little bit of cold definitely helps, you know, depending on where you're standing and everything outside and whatnot. It just doesn't help any when you're actually standing under the heat lamps of the hotel. Yeah, well, that's the other Man, thing. The northwest in January is, like, the best. You get those chilly winds. All you have to do is just step outside. You're like, ah, because it's in Seattle during wintertime. It's so cold. Oh, I, I love heard it. about that. <laughs> Yeah, I've, of I've. Then of course, you know, cold temperatures. You also got to look into everybody up in Canada going to uh, Equinox and you know Feral. But I think that's true. Usually during the summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, like they're used to the cold temperatures. Yeah, I think when I got my when I first got Biaco, I hadn't experienced like because again in Australia we don't get snow unless you go like up to the mountain and all that. 
I've never fully experienced snow and I didn't know what to do. And then when I got, when I went to FC 2007, I got my first suit. We came back to Canada, Vancouver. Um, we had a snowstorm and I was like, oh, I wonder what this is like. And I, again, I didn't know. So I ended up running out in fursuit. I learned very quickly that was probably not the smartest idea I've ever done. <laughs> um, literally walked out the front door and went straight into the snow. <laughs> I'm so glad I, I, no, well, no, because I ran out and I didn't think of it at the time because I had a lot of snow had fallen and none of the furs had said anything and ended up running out. Like I was like, I put my first in on, oh, cool, let's go. And I bolted for the front door. I opened the door and I just sort of walked and I took like one step and my foot went straight into the snow and then I just sort of went vomp and it was just literally, and I was just, did you have? I think it was like two feet of snow at the front door. Two feet of snow and you still face faulted? Again, <laughs> I've come yeah, from a... Ca- get close ag- to like maybe... <laughs> yeah, but again, I've come from a country where that is not a thing. So I w- did not know what to expect. So I've literally face faulted and I'm just sitting there in the snow. You- yeah, I know. I'm literally laying there yeah, in the snow going... Northern yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it was weird because the thing was with the fursuit head as well, I had snow in my muzzle because obviously I wasn't didn't know what was happening. And I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> what the fuck is about? And I can hear the furs behind me laughing their asses off. And it was weird because I wasn't I wasn't cold, I wasn't boiling, I wasn't anything. I was just I was sort of just what the fuck had just happened. I got up and it was weird because the furs will if I <laughs> if we get them on the line, they'll probably giggle about it as well. But I got up and I ended up just going like that. And I kept running through the snow. And they're like, you really have never experienced snow before. I'm like, no, this is my fucking first time. And I was like a kid in the candy. So I just kept running around doing random shit in suit. But that was sort of like the first time I ever did fursuiting in snow. Um, I've since then had uh, plenty of experience with snow, especially what happened with me in Japan. But that's a, another story for another time. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that was, back then to me that was a whole new experience, and I I didn't know how to experience that even with a fur suit. Nowadays, I, I've seen there's plenty of videos out there by a bunch of furs. I think uh, what is it? Is it MFF or is it Mega? I can't remember which one was it. The one where the con happens during snow. I think that's is that that's MFF, isn't it? It is MFF. MFF. Yeah, I remember seeing the videos of a bunch of furs. Uh, they were out by. I don't know whether it was at the front or the back of the hotel. I'm not too sure, but it was somewhere. And then there was like a bunch of tree and a bunch of fursuiters were just walking around, taking photos, posing. And like in my head, I'm like, oh God, they're going to be freezing. But then another half of me is like, no, no, they've got like a giant throw rug on them. They'll be fine. Um, yeah. Again, it's... Yeah, the thing is, is that when they go outside the hotel and everything, they've got Christmas lights all set up in all the trees and everything outside the hotel. So it makes for perfect pictures. There's even christmas lighting at a, a like a couple of buildings down the street and everything and they go ahead and they just like do a nice little walk through or something like that and snow snow around us and everything is i mean at least at mff if it snows it's usually like only maybe about an inch or two and then it just goes away the next day wisconsin on the other hand if you try doing that one you're at least going to get about like maybe seven or eight inches of snow and everything. That stuff's going to be like right up to your right up to your ankle or something like that, and you're <laughs> going to trudge through it or something. If you're lucky, you might find a snow pile that a snowplow decided to push over. 
Oh god, yeah, that'll be just interesting. Don't just don't jump into it, otherwise you're gonna have a bad day. Hmm. Um going back to the, the point about the cooling off stuff with the vests and things, I remember this is again, Blaze might have a similar, and I'm sure Melon would have a similar because Melon just did say about the sweat. I remember during one of the fur events here, uh mid-fur, it hit 40 degrees for us, 40 Celsius. And they're like, oh, we're gonna do a fursuit walk. Now this this to me in my head's like oh yeah that's fine that's nothing we've never Australians fursuiters are not uh, are not unknown for that we 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 walk through heat all the time and we're usually pretty alright with it this one however I felt like it it did hurt there was a few fursuiters actually did collapse from overheating while in suit as well I myself luckily because I I've already done it for the last few years I was already used to it. But it was such a weird experience because the thing is, though, for a lot of people, and again, Melon, I'm sure you have as well, do you get into the mindset when you're fursuiting, you sort of click off and forget that you're in your fursuit. You're just sort of so used to it now, you just sort of go with it. And then it's uh, like when you get to like inside the con, you're all of a sudden like, oh, I could go for a drink and I need to take my head off. That's when it starts, you start to hit it like... I know with me, I've had that experience where when we did the first walk, we were walking around. I think we had a couple of German furs with us as well. We did it for like two, three hours and we we're heading back to the hotel. I remember at one point I ended up waving at someone and I ended up doing that. And when I did that, I all of a sudden noticed a streak of sweat or water fly off my hand. And I was like, okay, I've obviously been sweating, whatever. I didn't realize how bad it was until I got inside the headless lounge. I took my head off. And as soon as I took my head off, it was like a big puff of smoke come out of me. And I ended up just keeling over because I was so exhausted. So, Not my question. For sale, musky tiger scent. <laughs> <laughs> if you want that to happen, I'll send that your way. Um, I'll just go get the first suit. That, that, that should be a new scent. That's I think Austra that is Australian tiger musk. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but um dude that'll sell. That probably would. Um so my main thing is is when you're so the question is that I put to you guys is and again you can have your if you've had experience with it that's cool if not it's up to you but have you ever had a thing where you you've focused so hard on the first thing at the time you've completely forgotten you're in your fursuit and you're just going like you would normally would but then afterwards when you decided to break the magic or take the head off or whatever, that's when you've realized, hang on, I've been running around for two, three hours in a fursuit. Have you ever had any of that sort of experience in your fursuits? Um, the day that I ran around for 12 hours in full suit. <laughs> oh, God. I did, I did get out to go to the bathroom and all that. I did get out of my suit and stuff to go to the bathroom. But, like, I was in that sucker all day because I just got it. I was so excited. I ran in this thing. And now, three years later, I'm retiring the, not the, like, the head can still last for a while. But, like, I got to retire the bodysuit because, so when my suit was made was when my fursuit maker was really starting to make a name for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of their practices that they did with my suit, they don't do anymore. And stuff like that. So I'm planning to coordinate with them next year when I have a little bit more funding to work with to try and see about getting a new suit and all that, getting upgrades because, unfortunately, my suit's a little too... 
not quite right anymore because I've lost quite a bit of weight and it doesn't quite fit. It's really loose and um, I just I want to add. We alterations don't recommend basically. fursuiting as a weight loss program. It is not a weight loss program. Okay, period. Sure, you sweat a lot, but you consume as many calories as you lose them. Exactly. <laughs> because by the time you get that first shooting and you take that suit off and you get out of the shower, the first thing that you are going to want to do is, what do we normally do? Go to buy a giant-ass pizza and eat it. <laughs> I ate, exactly. I was so hungry, I ate a whole-ass pizza by myself. I'm talking the big, large ones. <laughs> I was the party hungry. pizzas. The oh, party pizzas. I've eaten an entire one because I was so hungry. I, I can't talk. I did the Amen one kilo. That. I did the one kilo schnitzel challenge in Germany. So yeah, I know that that experience all too well. <laughs> That's why they tell you take breaks and stuff like that because when you are even impartial, even if you're just ahead. You're still constraining the amount of airflow that your body normally gets. Because normally you breathe in without any obstructions unless it's somebody who, like, wears a mask or has some sort of health complication, okay? But normally, you're breathing in norm, okay? Even in a partial, that breath is covered. So you are getting a limited amount of airflow. So no matter what, even if you're just ahead, you're still sweating, you're still not breathing normally, and you require breaks because it's essentially wearing a fucking couch cushion on your head. <laughs> and in my case, a couch cushion with a spine. <laughs> that is true. Well, yeah. uh, so, um, so, so for you, when oh. you're in, so when you're in your first, so you have had that experience where you've just you've gone straight. Then you've just realized, oh, I've been in my suit for this long. But you've sort of completely forgotten about it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. I took my suit off. I took a shower. So this was after the 12-hour run. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't take it off. I peeled the sucker off. That's how hard it was. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. I put him in the closet with the big fans. I, we always carry a ton of, like, deodorizer stuff. I deodorized the crap out of him. Uh, Stolf 3D printed me these cool little cases that um that have screw lids that you put scenty beads in and i dropped them in my foot paws and i left him in there all night and i took a shower i ate some food and then slept for the next 10 hours <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys oh my god 10 hours it's, jesus it's exhausting mm -hmm. and you don't yeah, realize how much you sweat until you take the stuff off and realize how mm. much your fursuit has absorbed that's why people tell you to after every con Wash your fur suit. Yeah, which we will get to shortly. For the love of God. <laughs> My what suit looks gnarly, but that's because I'm I'm a compared to you guys, I'm a short I'm short fur. So yeah. it, no matter how many times I brush, the moment I move once, all of a sudden I look like I'm crusty. Mm. <laughs> but I wash yeah. I wash my suit so much because like I'm a very I do not like being icky. Mm. So. Yeah, fair, fair. What about you, Blazer? Have you had a thing where you've, you've been, you just put up with it? The thing is, is that um, since I've partialed for so long, even after I got my full suit and everything like that, I mean, I rarely full suit unless I'm like, you know, cosplaying something specific. And, you know, when it came to my full suit and everything, I know my limitations and everything like that. 
but I try to make sure I go to certain areas, though, make sure I'm constantly hydrated. You know, for me, it's a learning experience, you know, trying to figure out what your limitations are, how long you can do it for and everything like that, but you never want to overexert yourself. I've done that way too many times, and I just felt like constantly partialing was my way to go. I honestly should have gone ahead and actually, you know, stuck with just the partialing and everything. I still have my body, and I use it every so often when I'm, you know, in my bleach cosplay. But, you know, I I still go ahead and I still partial it and everything like that. And even partialing, I'm still freaking sweating my head off. And, you know, even, you know, because I also have my hand paws on too and my, my feet paws and everything. But I still wash all my stuff i still use fursuit spray deodorizers you know what have you you know just to make sure that it's still good and you know when you're going ahead and you know just trying to make sure you're staying hydrated and everything like that that's always the hard part because everybody always wants to like either run run to a run to a bar or something like that crack open a beer and everything it's like no you don't want that you need actual water or you need you need some kind of like Powerade, Gatorade, just something with the electrolytes in it to help keep you going. Because if you go ahead and you crack like a freaking energy drink before you're ready to go suiting or something like that, no, bad idea. You're absolutely burning more and sweating more and it's going to really screw you over. So learning experience <laughs> left and right, I had to, I had to figure that out the hard way because nobody ever told me how I had to how I had to do this and you know doing it for so long and everything I've developed a you know a, a way that I actually am supposed to be doing it to a way that everybody else you know does it by like you know oh don't do it for too long or otherwise you're gonna really hmm. knock yourself out or something like that I've never passed out never passed out when I'm full, when I'm suiting but hmm. I still go to the fursuit lounge i still um you know sit in front of a fan or i you know maybe take my head off or sometimes i'll just leave it on and i'm just you know i only take my hand paws off really when i'm trying to cool off because yeah. you feel more of like when you're sweating you feel the actual more moisture in your hands than you do your head which is what i've noticed and you cool off your hands more than your hands and your chest more than your head because your head will will deal with it and everything. Your head will still soak up the majority of the sweat, but you want your chest and your hands to have the majority of a cool down period. Uh, and you know, like I said, water and something too because you need to take care of some kind of nourishment so that way you really don't go overboard. And a lot of people don't really listen to that. No, no, and that and that's very true. I remember, I remember which trip was this? I think this was another trip to Eurofront. I so this this was probably one of the biggest, well, for me at the time was the biggest very cringe because I I've only ever been to Further Confusion and then I went to Riv Fur, Fur uh, Melbourne Furcon. At the time, Ferdu wasn't around, but that slowly was getting built. But I remember I went to Euroference one year. Now, like Blazer said, you don't want to do something should be like have an energy drink or soft drink or something before you do a fursuit. Same sort of thing happened with me. I didn't know what the fuck to do. 
and again, it is a learning curve. If you're a new new person into this fandom or you're a new person coming into fursuiting, maybe ask if you've got any friends that are fursuiters or people out there that are fursuiters what they would recommend. I know with me, I didn't have any one at the time. I only had a very select few. Blazer was one and a couple of others, but I didn't know what to expect when I was at Neuroference. So I ended up going, fuck it. I went to the local store. I ended up buying like Monster Energy, Coke, uh, apple juice, orange juice, a shit ton of lollies, candy bars. Like I, I ended up, I think I bought like a week's worth of shit <laughs> for a four day con. Because <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't know what, what That's I would an need. That's essential. That's an essential, I swear. It, it, you always want to make sure you got snacks and everything, but you don't want loads of sugar. But that, but that's the thing. I didn't know that at the first, my first main furcon, which was Euroference, really. And again, because I was relatively new, I was also picking up at that time my second fursuit, which is now Striker. Um, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, so I was like, "Oh, cool." I had just woken up. I ended up going downstairs, catching up with a bunch of furs. And then I was told by a friend, hey, are you going to be joining us for the fursuit games? I was like, fuck, when's that happening? Oh, this is this. I wish I had thought about what I was going to do before doing it. And I regret what happened. Um, but I will say it did end up winding up in freaking BBF's fucking fursuit video, which fucking was hilarious. So I'm not going to argue that fact. But so I raced up to my room. And this was like 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't know why I did this, but I downed a full Monster Energy can. I, did you have the uh, the BFC can when it was still popular? No, I didn't. I didn't. Not at that time, anyway. That's a good That's a good thing. Well, I had... Thing, so I had one of those suckers, oh, your I was fucked. going. Nah, so I just had the normal Monster can. So I was having that, and I was getting suited up. Um... Again, I don't usually have a handler with me. I usually will pinch someone if I need a photographer or whatever. But at the time, I didn't have anyone really close that I could depend on. I didn't have anyone else. And I'd sort of learned how to put my fursuits on by myself. So I ended up getting in Striker. I was still drinking the Monster Energy. I ended up putting the fursuit head on. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'm good to go. And I left. Got in the lift. It was kind of chaotic because there was a bunch of fursuiters there. We got down there and we ended up going doing the fursuit games. I kid you not, that was the worst fucking thing I've ever had in my life. Within an hour into the games, I felt dehydrated. I felt like I was going to be sick. And it was really bad because uh, my friend Kenora at the time came over to me and said, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine. No, I really wasn't. Uh, we had to run like zigzags around some cones, get to the end, grab some, and then you had to run it all the way back and give it to the next fursuiter. Yeah, don't do that after drinking a full can of Monster Energy or anything sugar. Yeah, let's just say uh, I went and grabbed the ball. Yeah, I also went through a wall. <laughs> I ran all the way to the end, and because of the energy level I was at and what had happened, I grabbed the ball and I just kept going and I slammed into the wall. And then I stopped for a minute and I just went, I think I'm going to be sick. Luckily, one of the uh, people who was there said, are you all right? I said, no, I need to get go. I need to take my head off and get some water in me. Luckily, I went off then, went to the Headless Lounge, and I cooled off. But I had such a bad sugar rush from that. And because of, like, Melon and Blazer said, like, the, the amount of energy that I burnt real quickly hit me too hard. 
Um, so yeah, if you're ever going to get into a fursuit, don't please, for the love of God, do not have any energy drinks, soft drinks, have cold water, not ice cold, because I've been told having ice cold water then getting in first, it's a bad idea. Just have cold water, mm-hmm. whether it's from the tap or whether you've just got it from a bottle that you put in the fridge. That is perfectly fine. Have that on hand, um, and then you should be fine. Like I've gone, I think the longest I have first suited for, Gatorade and, and electrolyte drinks work too. They are, yeah, they're another exactly. one. Yeah. The longest even I've... if you like sit down on a chair in the fursuit lounge, you're, oh, your you're body's fucked. still like slowly crashing and everything. Mm. I think the longest I've gone in a fursuit one con was twenty twenty seven hours straight. I slept in that... my fursuit, does it count? Yes, that it also counts. That will also count. Okay. Uh, Anthro Northwest, Wolf Sire took over the whole bed, so I laid on the floor and slept in my fursuit. Yeah. <laughs> I, the room was ice cold, and I wasn't about to take my fursuit off. Yep. I knew I was going to shiver to death. So I was like, I yeah, did, no, I'm just going to... I did that, too. Yeah. I did that, too. I, I, I just dropped on my bed, and I'm like, like fuck Mellon, this. what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking it down. He's like, get the fuck off the floor. And I'm like, I don't want to move. I'm, I'm tired I, and I'm cold and this is warm. It was well for me. Mine <laughs> was at bliss. yeah. Mine was Jmoff. Uh, I ended up doing. I'd woken up. I was going to do. We, they were recording the Jmoff video music video. So I ended up doing that. And then afterwards, I was meant to go have lunch with a bunch of furs. I ended up getting pulled off to go do a panel. I don't know why I got pulled into it, but I got pulled into it. I left and went like I need to go cool off. I need to take a moment. Didn't get that chance. I got go. I got pulled in for the dance contest because I had entered into that. So I ended up having a friend of mine run down to the local store. He bought me some lollies, some drinks, and shit. So I was just scoffing those down before I did the dance contest. Did the dance contest. I finished fourth, which I'm was was probably one of my highlights for that con. Finished that. I was like, okay, fuck it. I need to get out. I need to do something else left the dance contest and I was about to go off somewhere and then three fursuiters all grabbed my neck and said, you're coming with us. We need you for another video. I'm like, I need food. Okay. I got pulled into a fucking room with like seven fucking fursuiters and we're sitting there recording random shenanigans shit. And I was like, okay, this is not too bad. And again, the room in Japan was like fucking freezing. Like it was almost like an icicle. So it wasn't too bad. I wasn't overheating. I wasn't fine. Finished that. I left. I was going to catch up with Kinora to go get food. That ended up didn't happen. I got pulled to do a fursuit walk through. So at, if you ever go to Jamoff, uh, where they are, well, I don't know if they're still there now, but where they were last year when I was there, next to the hotel where you stay, there is a giant shopping mall. This giant shopping mall is also where they do their, or did their fursuit walk. I got asked by a couple of them to walk through there. Now I was like, okay, cool, fine. I think that was like 13 hours in. So I have still yet to get out of the fursuit, but I wasn't overheating. I wasn't, I had some food, somewhat food in me. So I ended up walking around like that. I ended up getting two 
into my character. I ended up going to the Carbon Rider section in the store, and I was like a kid in the candy, so I kept grabbing all the Carbon Rider toys, looking at them, playing with them. I remember one kid was watching me and was getting really excited. He ended up started following me, and he goes up and grabs one and says, oh, look, 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 look. He was doing that to me as well. So he did that for a couple of hours. I ended up... You. No, he wasn't teasing me, but I think because he saw me the way I was acting around it, he wanted to do the same thing, and his mum was there as well, so I think he was sort of like, like, oh, if this big guy's getting all these toys, I want to get one too. So he would grab a toy, show me, and I would get excited with him. And we run up to his mum and it's like, hey, look, 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 look what we've got. And she's like, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not buying that for you. <laughs> um, so that was kind of an experience. We had a couple of the uh, staff from the, the 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 shopping mall come up to us. They got some photos. Um, we were leaving. It's around six, seven o'clock at night. I'm like, okay, look. I'm done. I want to get out. I want to get a proper meal in me. Didn't end up happening. I got pulled away to go do another dance video. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm running on fumes here, but whatever. So we went and did that. Um, that was really cool. We got, I, got an exp- I got a really cool video clip out of it of me in striker dancing. You've probably seen it. You've probably seen it pop up as like a redeem or an alert on my streams. Um, really, really cool opportunity for that. The video quality was just amazing. I left there. It was about 7.30. I'm like, okay, I need to get food. I need to get out of suit. Heading to my room, uh, another Japanese friend of mine said, hey, come with me. We're to go to KFC. And I'm like, oh, I guess I can get food and then go back to my room. So, all right, fuck it. So we went over. Right next to the hotel, there's a KFC. We went into the KFC there. <laughs> I will say this now. If you go into any supermarket, food store, whatever, and you are a big, giant, fluffy animal, nine times out of ten, they're wanting either pictures or have a conversation with you, and it's very fucking fun. I spent 40 minutes trying to get the store person or the, the clerk to give me food, and all I kept hearing is kawaii, kawaii, kawaii for 10 fucking minutes. Oh, my God. I'm like, I just want food. <laughs> so we did that. I ended up getting, she ended up giving me some free extra food. So I had a bag of food and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to my room. I'm going to fucking eat this and get out of suit. I ended up walking off with a bag of KFC. I'm in full fursuit. I ended up getting to my room and I'm like, okay, I'm about to take my head off. And then I get a knock on the door and Sherbert was there. And Sherbert came oh, in. No. Yeah. Sherbert came in and he and I started talking carbon rider. I don't know what I was thinking, and I just sat on the on my bed in suit, and I'm shoving chicken nuggets through Biako's mouth, chatting to Sherbert. <laughs> so I'm just literally in Biako. An absolute sweetheart. He is an amazing being. He is a being. Especially when you talk for four and a half hours about Carbon Rider and Super Sentai with him. <laughs> I, uh, I met her at Forlandia 2000, either 18 or 19. It was mm-hmm. back when I was a mannequin named uh, Tsunami. Mm-hmm. Man, the the freaking foam core of that tail could take anybody out. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I know it, some fursuiters that there is some fursuit tails out there that are they are not your normal average tail. They they are physical weapons. <laughs> but yeah, Crayon came over and was complimenting my suit and was saying hi. So I met Sherbert out of suit. And we just had a nice little conversation, and then she's like, hey, do you know who I am? 
I'm like, no. And then they did the voice, and I was like... <laughs> it's you! <laughs> and then I bought a body pillow off of her. Fair enough. Hey, whatever works. Sorry, that's that's a, that's an inside joke that we've had for so goddamn long. I have, I have the Sherbert body pillow here that I use, because um, I don't have any other pillowcases for this pillow. So. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but still, with everything maybe, with Sher with everything that Sherbert's merch. done, you know, Sherbert absolutely has a whole load of really cool stuff and everything. And I mean, you probably had seen lately what Sherbert had done too. He like went to a convention in that robot while he was still in VR. Yeah, he was in his VR avatar, and in at one of the conventions in Japan, he was in, in a portable. Uh, what was it? A portable? They actually that is an actual name for it. A portable VTuber. Uh, VTuber camera, VTuber robot. I can't remember the the actual name because Sherbert was telling me this. Drone, maybe. It's so basically, if you haven't seen it, there's uh, it's a little robot drone that has a screen on it, and if you're a VTuber, you can have your avatar on it. Japan has, and I'm not fucking joking. This, if you are a VTuber, you can actually go to a convention in Japan where they can be shown off. They have panels with the VTubers up there. Sherbert was one of the few that actually got that chance where. He was technically in VRC, but he was able to be at this convention in Japan. Um, again, another technology of how this was thing. So in a way, I guess that's another form of fursuiting. Again, I'm not too sure. Yeah. It, it's it's robot fursuiting, I guess. But yeah. let's face facts, you know, with so many with so many people even dressing up like protogens or, you know, something else nowadays at Furcons and whatnot. They're they're just making their vision even more limited and everything, mm. and also making it more difficult to get any kind of like, you know, water inside the fursuit head because you got to take off like the visor, you got to take off the one of the head and the lower jaw I've and se- everything like that. I've seen and, some some of the ones more recently that are protogens. They actually have a built-in straw in their head. So what they'll do, they'll just slightly open the mouth a little bit or open up a part of it. And then all of a sudden you just see this straw slide out and they'll do that. I've seen a couple of them do it. Um, one of the people that I know, uh, Vex, Vessi, Vessi, Vexi. I'll say Vex because I honestly can't remember the full name because it's a long-winded name. Vex has this one and I absolutely love the fur, the head because it looks so, it, it look, literally looks like they've grabbed their avatar out of VR chat and have made it into a fursuit and it looks amazing. But I, I had the same thing. Like, how the fuck do you drink out of that? And they were saying, oh, I have a straw built into the head. And I'm like, nunny. And they literally just, they open up their mouth a little bit and it's like a tongue and it just goes, and they'll stick that into their drink and they'll just drink it. And then when they want to, they just lift their head up and the straw just goes back into their muzzle. And I'm like, that's... If you'll ever see in like photos and stuff of me running around, you'll notice that I have this little rainbow backpack. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actual a uh, camel pack, and I have the straw going up and under my neck, and it's actually right here, in the crook of my cheek. I have it velcroed in there, so mm-hmm. that if I need a drink of water, I usually like it over. Um, but I go through it so quickly that um, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to get drinks from the headless ones. But they don't provide the really long straws anymore. So no, yeah. give me like yeah. a handful that I carry in my bag now. I have like a handful of like these really long bendy straws. Uh, and I usually like have one in my fursuit and then I just slam it in there like 
<laughs> I've, I've heard people in the past See, used to do the that. One, the one thing I actually did, I actually bought myself one of those, uh, like, collapsible uh, silicone straws. You see, because my whenever I partial and everything, I've got so many pockets on my on my outfit and everything. I just go ahead and I'll just like throw one on the inside or something like that, and open it up, pull the straw out, and everything. There's that, or I just go ahead and I wear my water pack that I do for jogging. Yeah, you know, you can the camelback so... under your suit, no problem, and just have the straw on your neck. Mm. I've I've Camel had backs I... are a good idea, but they need deep cleaning. Real, real Very. deep cleaning, or they will grow so much bacteria. I've had to throw away two of them because um, I'll like I'll go out for an outing, like a fursuit meet or something like that, and I'll clean it really good. But if you don't like let it dry, it, you will get mold in some of the like tiniest of corners. And mm. uh, somebody who's allergic to mold, the moment I see it, that camel packs in the trash. Yeah, there's no yeah. recovering from that, and I I hate to do that because it's it's such a waste. But like. Mm. Way for me to really fully scrub it again once it gets past a certain point. Yeah, like, even expensive if I too. store it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. Really expensive. Yeah, I, I remember hugging someone at a first, and when I had my hands on their back, I was like, "Why is your back very squidgy?" And then I was like, "Wait." And then they're like, oh, "Yeah, it's a camel. It's a camel back." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's actually kind of clever. I never thought of that." And also, it doubles as a cooling device too. Exactly, depending on what nice you put into it. In there. And then mm -hmm. your body will melt the ice. It'll become just regular room temperature. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Again, really cool uh, it is. But again, back when, like, seven, eight years ago, that wasn't a thing. A lot of people didn't think of it that far ahead. Nope. But now they're just things. Um, what about accessories? Like, I've noticed with a bunch of fursuiters, people have had, like, little backpacks, like Melon was saying earlier. You can get, like, a little backpack and they put, like, like, food in there, drinks in there, stuff like that. I know when we started at Blaze, that wasn't a thing, but nowadays it seems to be a more common thing now. I've seen a lot of fursuiters running around with a little a little fanny pack or something like that. Have you guys sort of noticed that as well? Like, I've My seen favorite that. accessory is the little, the little character fans. Have you seen those, Blaze? They're like They look sure. like... Uh, um, they look like Arizona tea cans, but oh, it's a fan. Oh, those things. I've been seeing more of those lately, and I thought they were cute as shit. I was like, bro, I want one of those and make it look like I'm drinking some soda, but in reality, there's a fan in there. I've actually been <laughs> seeing people actually turning those in the um, in like the dealer's den every so often now, but you got to get there as soon as dealer den opens because they're all, they always sell out. I mean, even, you know, any kind of prop and anything like that, you know, whatever you can find, even if you go to like, uh, like a, just a regular store that, like I said earlier, you know, you have like pet, pet toys or something like that, little squeaky toys, you can go ahead, tear it out and everything, sew it back up and, you know, have a little fan on the inside. And I saw one that was supposedly a Starbucks coffee cup. And somebody went ahead and actually had one of those little portable fans in there that's meant for cooling off and everything. And they just had it stuffed inside there, had the fan backwards so you can't mm -hmm. see it. And they'll just, they'll just go ahead looking like they're actually drinking from the cup. Which just goes it's back so to, cute. it's like, like I said with the ones in Japan with the ice cream. It's the same thing. The people they've done that. They made like little ice creams. Um, a friend of mine in Japan's actually recently made me one and it's a giant cookie. It's literally a cookie. So when I have it in fursuit, all I have to do is just grab it, put it to my muzzle. It looks like I'm actually eating a cookie. I've seen pizza slice ones. I've seen 
like you said, Starbucks. Um, a friend of mine, or not a friend of mine, but someone I've seen, they've actually got a monster can as one of them. But it's huge. It's like, it's freaking huge. And I was like, why did you want it? And then I realized afterwards, it's not just a can to, with air blowing into it. It's a portable speaker. <laughs> it's literally their portable speaker. And I was like, that's actually kind of clever. It's just, uh, so Melons, as you know, wears a lot of rainbows and Minecraft. So mm -hmm. I actually have a rainbow Minecraft shirt I usually wear when I'm in suit. I have my little sprout that goes on my head. But the one thing that I, like, absolutely make sure that I always have is my collar and my backpack. Because I have a custom-made trans collar that I had made for my suit uh, by Emma Creatures. Amazing collar maker, by the way. Makes all, they make harnesses and all kinds of stuff. Um, but my little backpack that I carry all the time, it can be carry-on. It can go in. It takes little to no space in my suitcase because uh, mm -hmm. I don't really put anything in it um, other than my camel pack. And I just slide it right in. And then when I'm ready to go out, it carries all of my basic needs. I have this tiny little travel pack of fursuit supplies. So, like, if um, I get a tear or something, it has needle, thread, little scissors, stuff like that. You can get them from, like, the dollar store. Oh, they're, like, yeah. This big. They're, they're quite nice. I have that in there. I usually have a drink. Um, I have a specific water bottle that fits in there. My phone goes in there. My wallet goes. My wallet does not go in my backpack. My wallet goes in my foot for safety reasons. Um, yes, you get it. Because uh, I, I can't really feel <laughs> a whole lot when people are touching my backside because I've got my vest on and my cooling vest, and so it's really thick, and I can't tell when somebody's touching my back. So everything that's really important is usually, like, in my foot or something, because mm -hmm. I've shown you a photo. My feet paws are, like, yeah, they're huge. much bigger than my actual foot. They're, yeah. They are enormous. <laughs> I think but, when I... Um, mm. I remember when I first started. Oh, yeah, started... so, and I like the camel pack because it has the. Total thing out of it, yeah. I know when I started first, and I didn't take anything with me first sitting, and I learned very quickly that was a bad idea, especially when you need to get into your own room. And a lot of cons had key passes, that was not smart. Uh, <laughs> um... Oh, you can actually add, it's super quick. You go and you buy like the little, what are they? Little cloth pockets. Um, I was about to get to. Usually you use them for like coin pockets. You actually right. just like sew that right in there mm -hmm. and slide it in. Well, I actually, I'm, I I'm that, very. I do that with my key card almost every single time. Mm -hmm. What I do is I just go ahead and I slip it underneath my fursuit paw and everything. And I put that on top of my hand. So if ever I have the rooms where you go ahead and you're supposed to wave the key over it instead of, like, throwing it in the slot and pulling it out, mm -hmm. I'll have it behind my hand paw and everything, and I'll just hold my hand to the to the door lock. Mm. I spooked my friends. I slid mine into uh, the roof of my mouth right above the fan. So I ran up to the door and slammed my head into the door. <laughs> and they're like, what? what the heck? I was like... <laughs> oh, God. What? Uh, when I first started, well, when I started realizing it unlocked. Yeah. It when I, I was when also I, really drunk, so. 
No, oh, well, there you go. I know with me when I started doing that, I started putting it. Good reason. I started putting my my key pass into my my feet paws, but then I realized that was a bad idea because every now and again I could feel it slowly going down into my toe near my foot. Um, eventually, I started. Oh, yes. Can you just feel the key card all yes. around your toe bits? Yes. Mm, I eventually. <laughs> I then eventually got a particular. And then you pull it out, give it to your friend. They go ahead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I then eventually, I eventually then started learning about certain little key holders you can get for your your name badges. So I used to usually get one of those, and I would slide it into that. Um, when when it became uh, a thing, this was probably probably a couple of months prior to me getting Biako version two. Um, a maker by the name of and again I can be quoted this. I could be also told I'm wrong about this. But the first person who started making these uh, was Saber, or as some people knew her, she goes by a different name now, but back then, uh, Made For You. Uh, she started making these bandanas, and the bandanas had a, a, a slight slit in them where you could slide in like your keys, a key pass, wallet, whatever you want. And I thought, that's a really, really, really cool idea. And I thought, oh, fuck, that's something that could work. I didn't get one until I had Biako version 2 made. She offered me, she said, hey, did you want to get a bandana so you can put your phone and all this in? And I was like, yeah, sure, throw one in. Um, and technically now, if you see Biako running around with a blue bandana, that's usually where a lot of my like my key pass is, my phone is, and all this. Um, because I didn't know at the time where to put this stuff. And again, like I said, you could put it under your paw, you could put it on that. Um, but I never felt myself it i i i sweat a lot i i'm a, a big guy so i would sweat a lot. and i remember once putting it in my hand paws i got a rash um which wasn't good um so having that bandana had been really, really good and i've seen now people are doing that they're doing stuff like bandanas i've seen another fursuit maker now does it in their tails supposedly if you pull their tail off or a part of their tail, there's a like a little hole that you can actually slot things in and they shove it. Like, that's another thing fursuit makers are being doing and fursuiters are being doing. You can now have removable tail parts. There's one maker that puts pockets. There's, there's a that was the next thing. Pockets. Yeah. I, I literally looked at my maker and said, next suit, I need pockets. Pockets? Pockets. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of my jeans not having pockets. I need pockets. We need pockets. Pockets. There was pockets. actually... There was actually one fursuiter that I met at FC, and I've been great friends with her for years. Um, I don't know if you remember Silly Serpentine. Oh, I remember Serpentine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize that name. Yeah. I remember Serpentine. Uh, Serpy, Serpy was her original name and everything for her. Uh, I think it was a Thylane thy thy mm -hmm. suit or something like that. I can't really remember. But what I do know is that she actually had a pouch. So her fursuit mm. had a pouch and everything, and she would always, like, stuff everything in that pouch. <laughs> like it, a kangaroo. Full suit and everything. Like a kangaroo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, the messed up, but the messed up part was it was a running joke between me and her, and what she would do is, you know, I, she would just go ahead and ask me, Blaze, could you go ahead and actually reach my phone in there? I'm I'm just thinking to myself, this is gonna end bad. So I stick my hand in there, and I'm feeling around for it and everything. And instant instantly, she just 
screws with me and she just goes ah! and i'm like stop it you know, and, you know i i just i just seriously i just seriously lost it a little bit and i'm and i'm like your phone's not in here and she's like dig deeper and i'm like oh my oh god, my god. So i finally i finally found it gave it to her and everything and i'm like is this what you want yeah thanks she takes the fucking thing looks at it for a mere two seconds to see what time it was and put it back in her pouch. And I'm like, that's all you needed it for. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, what was everything else for? And she's like, cause I just wanted to fuck with you. And I'm like, yeah. And and that's the, that's the clever thing with fursuiters. Now they can do stuff like that and just have a little bit of fun. I I remember, I think telephone, telephone (laughs) does that with their fursuit as well. Telephone's got a few, hidden secrets or if you do certain things you can pull stuff out um oh, what was his name uh there's a, a there's an actual kangaroo fursuiter as well and he actually has a he has a little joey in his pouch and he has it on a thing where depending on where what he does it'll either suddenly pop up or if someone gets close to the pouch to touch, like, you know how some people are like melons, normally they'll touch you and all that. They're like, oh, is it a real, real I pouch? I have a pouch on my mannequin suit. Hmm. Uh, though I made it too big and it was stretchy fabric, so, like, I could put entire swords in my legs. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I didn't mean to make it that deep, but, like, don't mess it, with it her. got deep. Like, don't mess uh, with her. Pouch... You don't know what's in that leg. Him. Him. <laughs> Melon's uh, him, by the way. Him. Gotcha. My bad. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, so, like, the pouch went into, like, my thighs, and it was only supposed to be, like, here, but it was really stretchy fabric, so, like, I, everybody's all like, hey, can you hold this? I was like, yeah, so I put umbrellas, water bottles, fursuit props, all up in my thighs. I was just See, shoving everything, and I was just walking around. I was going to say, you could be, you could, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to literally do, like, bloody, it's hammer time, but it's melon time, you just see the ching, 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 oh my god. Be like a penguin you walking around. hammer pants going the entire yeah, time. Yeah, that's it. Oh my god. Melon size are just as big as surf lines were, so like the difference between melons and surf lines though I'll have to send you because I'm in a YouTube video, so you'll be able to see surf line. I don't own him anymore, he went back to his maker. But Surfline was uh was uh polyfill. He was a polyfill thigh. So he was a lot heavier in the thigh department because it was polyfilled stuffed mm-hmm. like a giant mm-hmm. cushion whereas okay. melon was the, has was the stretching the material size. like lycra or no uh it was like a not fleece cotton uh. of some sort I, I i grabbed some fabric that i thought would work and would be comfortable and i didn't realize how stretchy it was it was inside my legs, but like if I if I literally had gutted it inside out, it would. Okay, so I'm six foot in real life. So if I were to stretch, pull it out, it would literally just sit here, just like here. But the moment you put stuff in it, it would stretch down to here. God. <laughs> So just just for reference, if anyone's uh, not watching, for anyone that is not watching the podcast, uh, Melon is standing up and they're showing like where it was stuck, and then then, yeah, and I touch my shins. Just for anyone that are listening to the podcast, (laughs) I managed to get the mannequin avatar 
that I've seen running around, I'll probably put Tsunami and Surfline on there, because they were my original suits. Okay. Um, back when I first started. Mm. I have tons of pictures and videos with me in them. And then uh, I was a Golden Griffin for a while named Tenpai. Okay. That was fun. Uh, that entire con that he got retired because of was fun, but awful at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, All right, well, the next, the next one I was going to say, what are, what are your thoughts on realistic or plantar grade legs? Now, that's, that's a hot topic that has been going around since even back before you and I, Blaze. What are your what are your thoughts you and did you yeah did you or planty, I guess yeah. Okay, I was like realistic is like realistic is like the actual like and yeah but but that's that's what I'm sort of meaning because that's the thing like there's been since even before me and Blaze was streaming as well that was a big thing a lot of people like oh I want more realistic oh no I want to have digi grade legs no I want plantar grade legs so my question to you two is which do you two prefer. And then we'll talk about like the different ways they are made. Because I know I, I've I, with one of my suits when I first got it, mine was a digi grade suit, but due to a, an incident at a furcon, I've since lost that padding. I now don't have a digi grade suit anymore. So, what are your thoughts on those? Who wants to go first? I personally am am okay with like either leg, but you know, for years I've gone ahead and actually had. Um, you know, plantigrade, so it's it's never been a huge deal or anything mm-hmm. like that to me. I mean, I used to wear, you know, I used to be in football, so, you know, having to wear the football pants and everything like that. American mm-hmm. football, not 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 soccer. But, <laughs> yeah, um, clarify that, yep. The thing, is, the thing is, is that, you know, wearing the knee pads and everything like that, that was always a little bit tricky, even getting that on at the time. And you still had those, like, guards and everything around the proper areas. And I felt like, oh, maybe maybe this is how it how it actually feels to wear Digigrade. And, you know, I, I honestly had no problem with it, but I just felt like you have a little bit more motion having uh, Plantigrade. So that way you can go ahead and you know do different types of maneuvers and everything like that and be a little bit more free if you have digigrade on the other hand then you have the small issue of having like you know really thick calves or something like that and acting like you know you're almost walking in in like heels or something like that mm, true true and what about I the real Crocs. <laughs> I specifically had my suit maker put Crocs in my feet. I ain't doing the high heel thing. Oh, <laughs> not comfortable, but you know. Crocs are no. comfortable. I'm not gonna they lie. Are Crocs, that. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. What about you, Melon? What do you What do you prefer? Do you like realistic, plant grade, digi grade? And what's your thoughts? To be honest, I could go with either or. It depends on, there's several factors when it comes into deciding what kind of thing you would be into is, um, because Digi is more fabric, it's more foam, there's more heat and all that because there's a lot more going on down there. Uh, so it would be your tolerance for heat, um, budget because Digi's always cost more, and, um, your character design melon is a wear corgi so he is 
digi to begin with, and I, I paid extra to have the digi-grade legs made. Sure, the, he, I have, like, crocs in my feet and all that, so technically I'm planty inside, but the way that my maker designed it was um, to make kind of like an S-shape. Mm-hmm. So that my leg can still be flat and I don't have to be like on my tiptoes or anything like that. But um, the leg still has the illusion that I'm digi. Yeah. Well, that that's what so. we're going to go into next, like how the designs are done. Because I know they're, they're very different to what they were to what they are now. Um, so I know with mine, with Striker, when I first got Striker, Striker was originally a digigrade. Um but again, because of a certain incident that happened at a Furcon, I've since lost that. But again, it's the same thing. It was the design was done like an S. So basically, I had padding on my calf, and then I had another padding on the back of my leg as well to give it the sort of the shape for that. Um, and it, look, it worked fine. Like I could, st- I was still plantar gray, and I it just gave Striker a little bit more of like a caneish canine feel to it and again it looked good even though every now and again i had to like come on turn instead of it because it would move because of the way i was doing stuff back then um it also comes to thing like that's the same thing it also comes in like how much extra padding there is i've seen some people with digigrades where um they would be um they would put like it would be just all foam would it be all foam padding from like from the bottom of their foot all the way up. And then there was somewhere it would be like what I've seen other people, they put beanbags in their fursuit and they yanked that out of their fursuit. Um, I have to use Sherbet. Sherbet's one is very unique because that is literally just foam. There's no padding in there. That is literally foam to make Sherbet look bigger than she does. Um, so it, it's a... She is very puffy. But then again, that's a lot of fursuits. Like I remember some of the, the Japanese fursuiters. I'll, I'll be in a headless lounge and one of them's coming in to get ready and then they start pulling out these like circular foam things and I'm like, the fuck are you going to do with those? And they, and I, they literally, next thing you know, they put their fursuit on the floor, they'll pull it up and then next thing you know, they see this silicon, this round circular thing, they'll start shoving it into their fursuit leg and I'm like, what the? And then it's like, ah, so that's how they get oh, yes. their... The padding pods. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and they'll start shoving they're, they're that in. Funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the Japanese furs do that because they want that shape. I've even seen some of them, and I think this is the thing: if you're a chubbier fursuiter or a chubbier person in general, and you're a fursuiter, I'm going to tell you this right now: in Japan, you will be loved. Because I am not fucking joking. This Japanese furries. They'll be loved in America. No, they will, but there's a lot of people that like. That's their... yeah, but I oh, wouldn't say to the... very loved. You go to MFF and they're freaking they're freaking photobombed I, by half no, of the. I love the gold, the gold, the gold. ones, yeah. Well, in Japan though, I didn't realize <laughs> this. A lot of them will come up, and they, what they do is they usually start poking you to see if it's real or fake. And I didn't realize this at the time. I'm like, why is everyone poking me? I couldn't I couldn't work it out. And then next thing you know, they'll sit there and then they start rubbing your belly. And I'm like, hey, either I'm very, very dumb or I'm missing something here. And then I found out later on that a lot of the Japanese furries like bigger fursuiters because they love the tummies. 
And I was like, okay, well, now that explains why a lot of these bigger fursuiters of people go around and they'll rub their bellies, they poke them and all this. And I never knew that. But again, whether it's real or fake, like if it's real, they're more intrigued to come to you. If it's fake, they're like, oh, you're a big, uh, like, cuddly plushie. But it was funny when myself, um, a friend of mine as well, Solder was there. Solder is also a very uh, big uh, fursuiter as well. And every time he and I would walk around, we would always constantly be getting poked by people because it's like, oh, is this real or true? And then it's like, no, no, that's actually me. That's me. He was the same thing. Japanese fans will come, they'll start poking, then they'll start petting it. And just, yeah, it's it just seems to be like nowadays you don't, if you're an actual bigger person, you don't need the filming. But a lot of Japanese fursuiters over there, like Melon was saying, they shove bean bags and shit into it so they can make themselves a little bit bigger or try foam shape it. So... And then I remember one... I wonder if Oz has actually been over there yet. Because you remember the upgrade he did to his suit, right? Oh, the inflation stuff. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. I know I know a couple of the Japanese furs have actually looked at some of his videos where he's plumped up. So probably, I, who knows? I know what Oz is doing yeah, nowadays. So. They'll, probably, they'll, probably poke, they'll probably poke him and try to roll him across the con or something <laughs> like that. You know? Probably. Yeah. yeah. He just walks around. He's just, you know, waddles. he's just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. He just waddles. <laughs> what about Zul and Zephyr? They they have the the inf- like they have like beach balls in their tummies to make like they're originally already got big tummies, but they added like beach balls to give them that really big tummy, and then they walk around like that. See, I don't know oh, those. Yeah. So that's interesting. So they, there is people who actually do that as well. There you go. Oh. They're most commonly seen over on the West Coast the they moved. I didn't see them at the last A&W. I saw them a couple of years before because we used to hang out. Okay. Well, there so. you go. Which um, is probably why I like big tummies. Probably. Um, <laughs> they, they're the best cuddlers. <laughs> they are the best body pillows. Yes, that is true. But going back on like the, the people with like, the realistic... I remember... I don't know. Do you remember the, the Minotaur... At 2007, the big lion, I can't, honestly, I've forgotten his name. He was like a big, big lion. He had a lion head. He had like a scorpion tail, bat wings. He had a staff. Oh, Oh. no, I know who you're talking about. Uh, That was um, Manticore? Manticore, that's the one. Yeah, 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 him. His his fursuit, he was on stilt. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I never knew that until a couple of years later after I met him. I was like, how the hell are you so tall? And then I realized he was wearing stilts. Some fursuiters do use things like that to give themselves there that make them look a little thing. This one that I'm ex- uh, just explaining, the gentlemen, I met him at Further Confusion FC and he was huge. Like he towered over me. He was like seven foot four, but I could never understand why his movement was very small. And I only found out a few years later when someone was showing a documentary where he would explain how his suit was made. And I was like, wait, he uses stilts? I'm like, what the fuck? Again, didn't know I that was... Make a How It's Made series. I think that he... one National Geographic TV show. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pe- there are people, pe- first makers that, that do that as well. You can get stilts. I know I've seen one person that has made an actual fursuit where they didn't want... I can't remember what the, what the feet were, but they were really, really small, but they wanted to give the impression of a digit more like animal-like thing, and they were on stilts. 
but I noticed they were like, you could sort of see them when they're moving, how they had to move and they had to learn to adapt to it. Again, when you and I started, that wasn't a, I didn't think that was a big thing, but nowadays people are going full out because there's even people doing quad suits with them as well. Like, it's just... You know, I oh think the gosh, thing is, Twilight though, Saints that... quad suit. Oh. It's the, it's the blue the... griffin one. What was it? Beetlecat? Don't know. Um... Beetlecat did do a couple of quad suits, yeah. Oh, Beetlecat. Beast Cup, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Beast Cup. I think Beast Cup's the one that made Twilight Saints. His is the... It's, it's like the blue falcon one. Mm-hmm. Quad suit. It's like a griffin, but falcon. It's blue, mm-hmm. and it has, like, uh, a yellow beak and stuff. I'll have to send you a photo mm-hmm. of it, but it's yeah. a They really made a unicorn suit. one at one point, too. Oh, and, I love that one. It's so pretty. And an Arcanine. They also made an Arcanine one as well. Yes. They did make an Arcanine. Mm-hmm. I really I'm still wanted waiting it. to meet the group of Arcanine suitors because I, I'm... I've got one question about that. I know you remember that Arcanine and everything, but recently, have you seen the one Arcanine that has the very stubby legs? Yes. Yeah. The uh, yeah, uh, I know, I know the one you're talking about. The that yeah. seems. I forgot what those suits are called. It's the one where you fold your legs into it. Yeah, you got to use your elbows and, thing, and knees. I actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually watched that. Turns out they're actually walking on their elbows and their knees. Yep. Yep. My and, old man bones know, are like, no, ow. My, my body just, my body does not want to. They, agree I with will that. say the people like, who do though do that have got have got some good. I'm not gonna lie, they do have some good abilities just to do that. Like, I, I can't do that; it would kill me. But some of those plushy or some of those suits, they turn into look like giant plushies. They do look really good, but yeah, that would. Oh no, nah, just thinking about it makes my knees and elbows sore. Ah. Ugh. Uh, to be perfectly honest, you need some serious endurance walking around in those things. That's some Cirque du Soleil shit right there. Yeah. Yeah, and like, to each their own, but I'm pretty sure most of us older gen are usually in in agreement to know that our knees already hit the check engine light. We're not going to be doing things like that. You are not The only time I'm going to be on my knees is in... Certain uh, positions. Anyway. Certain certain Ayo. positions, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ayo. <laughs> this is not the avatar to be looting in. No, probably not, I no. I this one on because this is a... I, I literally picked this avatar. This was my first real VTuber uh, mm-hmm. because it looks the closest to my suit. Yeah. It's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but... so this was... This was... I went through, like, many changes, so... Yeah. So for anyone on the podcast, if you can't tell what's going on, uh, Melon is currently in a more toonish canine bubblegum bark avatar. Just, if you don't know, just, yeah, just say the bubblegum bark canine. Yeah, but again, a lot of, not a lot of people will know what who they are because remember that's Google the exists. yeah true. People can do that as well, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> yes, why I'm I gonna said I'm the gonna name of the avatar base. So true, true. <laughs> To look it Google's up. a free freaking service. <laughs> and that is also another way where a lot of first suitors have met people and met 
their creators and stuff like that as well. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but a lot of but now that's a, that's an interesting topic to bring up as well. Those sort of suits. What would you? What are, they're not? I I call them plush suits because to me they look like they're just living plushes. I know there's a mm. uh, there's currently, if I'm not mistaken, someone posted this on twitter slash x or whatever you want to call it and blue sky there is currently someone walking around in a ram one of those right now at megaplex and i've seen them a few times pop up and they're also on a dolly as well i i like I, i've seen the one at anthrocon that was in a red wagon yeah the little arcan on oh, that one yeah <laughs> the only yeah. person i, I mean, saw I'm in a wagon lie, was the arcanine's cute Mm-hmm. There's this Japanese suitor whose legs are so stubby that they have to cart him around. Oh, I know who they are. I've I've met them. I got a photo with them. They're so cute. When they get off the cart, they're all like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, excuse me for, for the listeners. They do a little shimmy. They like shimmy their shimmy. legs back and forth. Yeah. It's but... so... It was so cute. I was like... I believe, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think they were, they, when they were younger, they had an accident, and because of that, that's why they've got little stubby legs, but they are an absolute sweet, sweet man. I've actually had the pleasure of talking to them. They're really, really nice, so, yeah. But it is, it's a very cute suit. Like, I think they've, they've run around in a few different ones. They had, like, a, a bunny that was running around at J-Moff. They had a... I think they had an actual dog. I can't, I can't remember whether it was a corgi or it was something. What was it? Shit, now that I remember it. I heard corgi. Corgi? It was either a corgi or a doberman. I can't fully remember because I remember it was a brownish color. It was very cute though. Um, but like to me, I think that like that's another form of fursuiting as well. Again, about, again, nine, ten years ago, that wasn't a thing. That was only, that sort of stuff was sort of more a... Um, behind closed door thing but nowadays they're just yeah we were looking at it we were looking at it as you know just having the full body and everything like that or you know partialing or something Mm. everybody would just be walking normally barely any you know digigrade at the time Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. around our time when we first started yeah then later on they're just like we want it more realistic let's get some digigrade legs and then the more um you know, quad suits started coming out, and they started having, um, you know, stilts or something like that, something to make them taller. Then, of course, the one thing that I thought was, you know, the most craziest were the goats. You know, oh, when the ghost first suits started coming out, yeah, the hooves style, yeah. The hooves, I actually learned. Some of them were actually, like tilted a little bit or something mm-hmm. like that so it almost was like an actual heel but yep. it was one of those uh shoes that had the thick heels mm. so it is actually or... so the way that those types of things are made is it's actually is a high heel with mm. the heel snapped off and then they resin make the 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 hoof and attach it to the bottom and then they yep. walk around on it mm-hmm. or they buy and, I mean, heelless I... heels and, I mean, I have um, seen, like, like a lot of different suitors, even, you know, sorry to say, you know, the uh, leather ones, the rubber suits. Mm-hmm. They had yep. the, horse, the, the horse rubber suits and everything, and they're walking around on serious freaking digigrade legs and everything, and their metal 
horseshoes and everything on the bottom of those things. Yeah. And I'm just thinking that's got to be painful as hell. You know, you're you're going ahead and you're walking on straight metal and everything like that, and yet you're you're still rocking a heel and everything like that. And then of course, digigrade for actual hooves and everything like that started coming out more and more mm-hmm. and more for the hoof first. And you know, I'm just like their ankles have got to be shot to shit. But I don't think a lot of you them know, would have been and... walking on their heels because I know I know uh, I won't say his name, but I know someone who used to say he would walk on the balls of his feet. So he had the oh. again going to the le- going to the, uh, again. You have to bring in a kink factor into because it is a little bit kinky, but it isn't. But when he was his <laughs> horse self, when he was his horse, um, he he had it where he literally had to be on the balls of his feet. And the, the the suit he was in, it it was made like that, so he would not be able to put a full plant like plant his full foot on the ground. He had to walk on these hooves that were on the balls of his feet. And I'm like, dude, you're either the balls of your feet are going to be fucking rock fucking solid. You'd be able to kick concrete, or you've adapted over the years. But again, that's how some people are. They'll they'll do it enough times. You can do it. Like I know myself, I can literally walk on the balls of my the balls of my feet pretty easily for like at least 30, 40 minutes, no problems, because I've had to do that for certain things. But, yeah, for anyone that can do that for like three, four, five hours, dude, Jesus Christ, you've got feet of steel there. That's crazy. But, again, exactly like you said. I used to do that for years. That has mostly safer work cons. So when I went to like to FWA and to FC 2020, I got to see the actual like – kink side of things i myself am a kinky person i've seen everything that's not furry related mm-hmm. under the sun yeah and so when i went to fwa for the first time and i saw people going to the the midnight mall whatever it was i actually saw some of the most craziest things <laughs> And I was like, are your feet okay? Because <laughs> I, I had literally, we had somebody come up to our room because he was friends with one of our roommates. And he was in one of them goat shoes things. And he said he'd been already walking around in them all day. And I'm like, how long is all day? He's like, eight hours. I'm like, don't your feet hurt? <laughs> he's like, no, I'm comfortable. And then he had a few shots in our room and then went back down and went to dancing for the rest mm-hmm. of the night. And I'm just sitting there like, my feet hurt just looking at you. That's a trooper. That is a trooper. <laughs> there's a there's a fursuiter in Japan, and I'm very, very fortunate that I've actually gotten to know them really well now, and they're a good friend. They have a... It is a safe-for-work suit, but it, technically, it, it trust me, it's not kinky as it sounds, but it, it's a skin-tight fursuit, so it's literally like, it almost looks like it is a real thing. And he also works walks on the thing. The thing is, though, I've seen him at JMOF, and he'd be there from like 10 o'clock in the morning till 4, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and he's just walking around, and I'm like, how do you do that? And I've seen on a few of them, they do use a high heel, but eight, nine hours just walk around like on your balls of your feet, that would be torture. But some people are just very skilled at doing that. Or there was, I don't know who it was. I don't know what I was going through when I got my first feet pause. Mm. I 
actually had There's... slippers in mine, but unfortunately I accidentally created a divot with the balls of my feet, and then I was walking on that super hard. Yeah. I was doing that for years and everything until I had to think of either gym shoes or some sort of like Dr. Scholl's or something like that. It sucked. Mm. We also have to take into consideration for people's like size and weight. So if it were me, I am six I am six feet tall, two hundred and sixty five pounds. I've got a bit of meat on me and most of it is in my booty. Booty. So <laughs> me in heels like that, I'm very off balanced and it would be a lot more painful for me. But my friend who was wearing them for a really long time is very lean, very scrawny um and ha is a little bit more nimble mm. and stuff like that so i can imagine it would be a lot easier for somebody like him to wear it than it would be for me i'm not saying if you're bigger you can't do it you can definitely do it i myself do not have the stamina period that's fair <laughs> that's fair yeah even when you're fursuiting and everything like that the one thing you also want to take into consideration is what you have pretty much on your the soles of your feet and everything always have like some sort of insoles or some sort of actual you know safeguards or something like that so that way you know exactly what you're wearing and how to proceed when you're walking around because mm. um most people actually do forget that if you're a little bit of a bigger person and you know you go ahead and don't have the proper footwear on and everything like that, even if you're wearing fursuit feet or something, you still need to remember to have something in there to help your walking ability. Otherwise, you're going to go ahead and actually, you know, screw up an screw up your ankle or something like that. Uh, you might step wrong or, you know, you might go ahead and actually, uh, sad to say, cause irreparable damage to your leg or something like that that you're gonna that you're gonna really regret later mm. and it can happen i've seen people on fursuit walks where they've their foot paw fell apart and they've literally just like they've ripped straight through the bottom of the heel of it or whatever it was and it just yeah. it destroys the feet paw but yeah come on um <laughs> so so we just got off the what was the topic we just got off we just got off um we were just talking. Oh, we were talking about the uh, how the suits have sort of come a different way. Um, so the next thing I have is thing. So how what? I'm trying to remember where we can. So we finished off about talking about the different designs, quad suits, digigrade, all that sort of stuff. Um, where do you guys see fursuiting going in the future? I guess that's probably a topic we can touch on. Like, where do you guys see fursuiting going? Because I know. Like we were talking about earlier, we've already seen like protogens now slowly starting to become an actual fursuit now. There's protogens out in the world. Uh, there's wicker beasts becoming a thing now. Um, where do Synth. you guys... Since, yeah, they're slowly coming in now, yep. Where, what are you guys' thoughts on them? A lot more the... LEDs. <laughs> Way more LEDs. There's this one more suitor, lights. Soren, Gr or, is Soren Griffin, I think is his name. I he think I know who that is. He has a suit that has, who has LED strips um, along the wings. I think, if I remember correctly, he retired that suit and is making a new one. 
but I've seen them at raves and all that, and they'll go like this, and their their wings like light up. They're but so what it doesn't? Um, there's someone that I know, and a lot of people might know him as well. Uh, he used to be a big part of the. Um, I'm probably going to butcher the name, so if one of them, one of the mods or whatever, hear me and they say, "Ah, oh, Dark, and you said it wrong," I do apologize. Again, I am dyslexic, so I do mess up something. The Miso Vibe Night team. There used to be a member on their name, M Blade, and M Blade actually owns a white canine husky suit, and it has built-in LEDs. And I know he's. I've seen videos of it where he'll be at a dance and whatever. And depending on what the music is, it actually changes the colour of the LEDs in his suit. Hmm? <laughs> we're in smaller abbeys now, so there's a lot of space. There. <laughs> all good. I gotta no, all good. I gotta be closer <laughs> to the tiny beans. Yeah. <laughs> tiny, tiny beans. Tiny beans. I'm a brief. <laughs> but um. Dark and I'm offended. He called me small. I'm not like other quirky. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, anyway. Your door um, won't fit in most overhead storage compartments. <laughs> okay, those are my corgi counterpart brothers. Okay, I'm actually oh, okay. a really large corgi because I'm a wear corgi. So I'm like, here. I'm gonna put. I'm sorry. I'm gonna change one last time. I'm gonna put it on my my <laughs> canon. For anyone curious, Melon is changing avatars. Big Still a cute bean. <laughs> Still a small boy. Um, <laughs> still. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So LEDs. Is that all you want to see in future fursuits, or what are we like? I again, like I want to. See, I do want to see more. We. I do want to see more. I used that, to remember. I used to remember an old suit that actually had LED strips going, like, I thought it was, like, a scaly at some point, but it actually had LED lights going, like, straight up the tail and everything, all the way up to the, all the way up to the head. Isn't, I isn't that the, who that was. isn't that the Sith, there's a, there's a person that made a, a Sith avatar, and they've got that in their suit, where it's like a, a pulse, so every now and again, it'll pulse, and it goes from the head all the way down the back, and then through the tails, and you can see it, and it sort of does it like in a wave effect kind of thing um, or are you talking no, like in a... I, I don't think it's a synth but but there is another one uh i've been seeing this suit a lot lately um it actually has uh robotic eyes like actual moving eyes that actually follow okay oh like i think things, i've like seen that one yeah 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 i think i've seen yeah, that it one it looks like a synth but it's more i want to say scalyish. i know there i know that suit has a name i see him on twitter all the time but this thing has been going to cons lately, and I think it is at Megaplex. But this thing actually has two eyes on each side of its head. And what it does is it actually has, like, um, some sort of uh, digital eyes that are actually following and, you know, looking. Like, it's actually got eye tracking on the inside of the head and actually sees this suit. Or sees the, any any of the people near him and everything. Like they'll still be able to see out it, but the eyes follow that person. Hmm. I can't remember the name for the life of me. I know what suit you're talking about, though. Hmm. I'm also gonna point yeah. out somebody in chat said animatronic. This is not Five Nights at Freddy's. If I see an animatronic fursuit, I'm leaving. <laughs> Technically, the white fursuit. Speaking suits of are... that. Go. Okay. 
speaking of that, um, what did you think? Uh, what did you think of recently of the um, uh, the Freddy Fazbear and also the Roxy Robo suits? <gasps> Yeah, the ro- okay, the the guys on TikTok, and I've seen so many videos of it, and somebody thought Markiplier was in it, and they're like, no, the, the Markiplier's not on it. But I've seen it. It is so detailed and so nicely put together that, like, oh my gosh. I'm a huge cosplay nerd, too, because cosplaying's kind of what led me here. <laughs> yeah. Led me into the fursuit thing. Um, I haven't seen it myself, so like, I don't know. I haven't had a chance I'll, I'll to see it. Video, Darkin. Oh my god, this thing! Somebody made an actual Five Nights at Freddy's cosplay, but like I've seen, the animatronic. I've I've seen I've it's seen from, uh, secure, like, the one from Security Breach. Security Breach. Okay, so Security I've se- okay, then I have seen TikToks of that one. I've seen if there was a, a Freddy the Freddy Fazbear one was at uh, what was the anime con? It was in an, uh, it was at a I think it was at PAX West. I could be wrong, but it was there, and they yeah. were walking uh, the TikTok. It was they were just walking back and there was a woman there i've forgotten the security guard's name um but he made a reference and he says oh god look how markiplier will come after me or something i was like that is a really good freaking freddy bloody animatronic holy shit but yeah I, i've seen tiktoks person, of that one i think created roxy i haven't seen that one um but if you want you can really cool. they're still really cool looking what I'll get you to do, if you want, I'll get you to post those in the new uh, Weeb Time Discord server. We have a section there. You can just dump all the videos in there. I will send you a link to it. I'll come across it. Yeah. You didn't send it to me till now? I'm, te- I'm telling you that now, so then we can add these sort of all the photos. All the photos, all the videos will be on the WebTime Discord server. Yes, we now have a Discord server, so if you would like to join it, um, just head over to our, go into the informational panels, wherever they are, wherever you're listening to it, and there should be a link in there to the Discord. Um, but yeah, I have seen all that right, Freddy one. I can't one. help it. I just really like bullying Darkin. <laughs> but, um,. Vanessa, thank you, yeah, Vanessa. Um, I have, but I have definitely seen it. I've also seen, now I'm not going to say any de- two details because I only know certain details, the Five Nights at Freddy actual movie, I've actually seen their avatars. I've seen the actual the, the, the actual animatronics. I'm not going to lie, it looks like they've literally just grabbed the animatronics out of the game and they're real. They're freaking decently detailed. Um, they had I one... honestly want to see more detail on Springtrap, though. I I really got to see the movie. I haven't didn't see anything I'm of so Springtrap. Mm. I haven't been streaming any of the games because of like where I'm, I'm like I'm not gonna delve too deep into it, but like my my moral stand and stuff like that. But I did already purchase the games before I learned of anything, and I played them. They they're it's a great game series and all that, and I I love it. It's a jump scare series. That's and what so it like is. So, like, what I saw, so, yeah. So, when I saw that the movie was, which you know me, I don't, I'm not really big into the whole scary game thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I love this series. I love it. And so, when I heard that they were making a movie and Markiplier was in it, me and my husband were like, "Well, nothing's been confirmed that Markiplier is in it yet. <laughs> but if he is, then that'll be great." Um. Again, you no, really no, don't no. watch his videos often, do you? No, I do, but I'm also trying not to do too much information into it because obviously I don't want to promote something oh. that. Yeah, thank you. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, no, I was just—I only said that because of like I, I, know, I watch I his videos often. 
yeah, you know, well, I, yeah. I don't think I don't think anyway, you're the only one there. Um, but yeah, though, so basically, is that sort of where you guys want to see fursuits going towards in the future, or are you wanting sort of more like that thing? Because I feel like we're getting more and well, more closer to fursuits are slowly sort of turning more realistic because that's sort of where a lot of people are going like i said i've got a fr i've got friends in japan and their fursuits are he's actually got the one that i was talking about he's actually got this really well done very sleek looking horse fursuit and i swear to god like if if a horse ended up becoming like humanoid it would look like that it's he's it's well detailed it is very well looking he he i honestly his performance in it is just absolutely amazing i'll post photos and videos of him in the uh, server for people to look at as well but it's it's like it's a gorgeous suit that he has um and he's a super nice guy like well, i was the one I was... thing with fursuits the one thing with fursuits that i think um was a real stipulation for a long while was the whole deal of copywriting characters, including, like, you know, so many people making stuff like Robin Hood from the original Disney Robin Hood or even Maid Marian. Mm -hmm. And there was actually one, one suit that was created one time, and I believe Nintendo got involved with that. I heard about Somebody that. Somebody had created... Yeah. Nintendo had bitched them out or something like that, or they were under some legal problems, and it was a fursuit created of kk slider yes i heard about this one but they had to change the name in order to actually you know forego you know being sued by nintendo yeah because um, nintendo's the pretty strict with that fursuits you got to be careful of that you got to be mm. very careful of that mm -hmm. you know this is why suit makers actually refuse to go ahead and make specific suits however we already see a lot of certain suits, such as like Pokemon, uh, Bluey. maybe some Bluey. There's yes, been an thank influx you. of Bluey suits. I saw, I got a picture with the dad, and then I noticed that Bluey and Bingo both got recently made as well. Yep, and now they're currently they're at Megaplex. On, now they're just waiting on the mom, which wouldn't be too far away. If they yeah, get a chili suit, you know... please take a family photo. <laughs> you know, to, be perfect, to be perfectly honest, I think. The day at Anthrocon was so freaking heartwarming when um, good old good old dad actually met his daughter Bluey at the fucking convention. It was it was a adorable. We all saw moment. that on Twitter. It was so just, amazing. Everybody was just like, everybody was cheering out the outside the dance floor and everything, and they were just hugging and everything like that. He lifted her up, carried her on his shoulders, and everything. And Bandit was just absolutely loving it and everything like that. And I know the little, I know the little bluey suitor was absolutely just, you know, squeeing so with delight and everything like that. It was, it was so cute. And now that you got Bingo in the mixture and everything like that, it's just they have already taken tons. I think if you go to the Bluey's, uh, Bluey or Bingo's uh, Twitter page or something like that, you'll actually see them on family walkabouts and everything. And I thought it was adorable, mm. you know. And now they're just waiting for the last one, which is of course the mom and everything like yeah. that. And this is gonna be. This is going to be absolutely sweet then, once that gets made. I don't even know who's going to do it. 
And then the other one is there's people like we've got there's Legoshi fursuits out there. There's Shiro for BMA. Oh, yeah. There's so many out there already from different like shows, TV shows. Bad guys, Bad guys yeah. That I saw that fursuit. It looks so cool. I he if I wasn't if I'm not mistaken, didn't that person take it to like at the the premiere of Bad Guys? I he remember seeing to the premiere. Yeah, yeah. But again, it looks awesome. But again, I it's I think he's actually a local. I think I he think is he's a local. A local around yeah. here. I think he's an I think he's an Illinois fur. But now again, we're not telling people out there. Oh, you have to if you can't come up with a design, go out and make like one of your fa like a favorite Pokemon or whatever. Don't don't assume you have to make them. Like that's one thing about people that I think forget about it as well. People are doing this because they like the shows a lot. They want to have something that connects them to that, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, a fursuit is usually, and a lot of people, I think there's a, a lot of stigmatism when it comes to people like, oh, but I want to have da 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 da. When you make your character or when you do your fursona, as we call them. Remember, it is you. Like, you put in the effort, you, that's what you want. Like, I, I've always been a tiger. I like tigers. But I also have my canine avatar as well, Striker. They're, the two, they're my two favorite animals. I love them to death. <laughs> Shush you. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we know what you have. Melon's just a mascot. Melon's not even my persona. I just yeah. like him. I think he's cute. Tell you the truth, Biako. Um, the thing is, is that... I never wa I never was a tiger when I first started. Actually, I don't think a lot of us started actually, off as what they um, were. Yeah, the thing that. was was that I got more of when I started getting more into the fandom. I actually was more into Digimon than anything else, and I loved the show. I watched it maybe up to season four, and then I just stopped. It, it was getting crazy and everything like that. But Digimon is daddy. <laughs> black black war graymon <laughs> i am a garuro melon fan all the way where, where, where oh, you, like, where, you like where garuro no that's me that's me where, where no there's where and there's war war both of them are really really good mm. full-on metal and then obviously there's redamon and then you got Graumon, and uh, yeah yeah and so, yeah Renamon's <laughs> yeah, a little oversaturated. Nah, well, Renamon in the Japanese version was actually male. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Technically, in the Japanese the... version Renamon was actually male. And then when it became when when Digimon came over to the West, they for some strange reason gave it a female voice actress, and since then people take Renamon as female. But and then Rule Thirty Four <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a funny thing because back when me and Blazer was doing it, Renamon for us was a big deal, and now ten years on, we have who we got? We got Renamon, Crystal. Fuck, who else is in that mix of Lola. like the big Lola? Like all there's so many now that have got like all the big furry, furry traps, furry people that bring people into the fandom and all of that. And yes, there are people out there that have... I will admit, though, the fursuits are nice, though. I Which mean, is I, yeah, I was just here to say. seen a Lola fursuiter. I've seen pictures of <gasps> Wait, one. Wait, I think I know what Lola fursuiter you're talking about. The one that's like, has the really short minky fur. Yes. And it's very... Oh my god, that suit's so Okay, I haven't seen... Okay, I haven't... I haven't seen that one. I've seen a... I don't know who made it, but this one was a very 
big low, uh, Lola. It looks sort of like, for what it looks like, it looks like a really, really good Lola. Just, again, I haven't seen them. Now I'm actually curious to see what this mink one looks like. But, um, like, I've seen, like, half a dozen Renamon fursuits. Some... Some could be all right. I've seen some that are really questionable and not in a good way. And then I actually had the pleasure you... of me. I've had the pleasure. You never saw that Renamon I held, did you? No. Um, but I actually got to meet. So <laughs> I have a friend in Japan and he and I have known each other probably as long as I've known Blaze now, um, almost 10 years. He was actually technically one of my first Japanese friends that I met and knew. And he actually made the, well, for me at the time, was the very first Renamon fursuit I had ever seen. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was really good. And it wasn't the greatest fur. It wasn't all this. But to me, because it's like, oh, cool, there's an actual Renamon fursuit. That's already cool. I have since learned then there has been multiple Japanese fursuit makers that have made Renamons, Lucario's, and Zoro Arcs. Um, we're not going to talk about the one time I had all three of them in my room, but that's a different story. Um, but moving on. Uh, so. (laughs) Hey, hey, we're talking about fursuits. Okay. Technically they are fursuits and I had a cuddle pile with all three of them. It was fun. Anyway. Um, but, uh, but that's the thing like, yeah. Um, but that's the thing. (laughs) But we'll get, we'll give you one next convention. (laughs) Yay. I'm going to be at FWA next year. I'm excited for that. I want to try and I'm get to that one. It. FWA or MFF are the ones I want to go to. But um, I actually I'm going to Antar Northwest to and FWA. Hmm. I usually go to Antar Northwest. It, it's a safer work con, so it's not really appealing to Te- a lot of people. Technically, um, technically, but... all, technically all cons are safe for work, but there is that aspect where it goes. Well, no, this one is strictly family-friendly, safe for work, 24-7. Yeah, but technically all cons are the that. But technically, you could say J Moff and Euroferns are the same thing. Technically, you could. What happens in the bedroom stays in the bedroom, though. Thank you. Anyway, but like they don't have room parties or anything like that. But the the draw of Anthro Northwest to us Washington furries is it's literally a con for us to hang out. It's super chill. There are panels and stuff that people can go to that want to do panel stuff, but there's plenty of stuff to do around Seattle. We'll get a group together, we'll go walk around, then come back, do fursuiting stuff, Mm -hmm. go run around in fursuit, and then get out, let our suits dry, go get lunch, do some sightseeing. Yeah. It's like what. It's so amazing. There's like Furdu here. There's Furdu in Queensland. The scenery. Oh my god. Well, the there's some of the the, f- the scenic photos you can get in suit are great. Mm. There's also no 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 you're fine you're fine no 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 you're fine. Um, then there's the con like Furdu here in Queensland, Australia, where the con is actually near a beach. So when they do a fursuit walk, they actually go out and walk on the beach. They get some really cool photos and stuff like that as well. And some of those are really really good. Cool. In my fursuit pause. <laughs> yeah. I've already been to Texas. No thanks. <laughs> white sands blue sky blue ocean and a really nice scenery in the background is actually pretty good trust me it's plus if you've got your fursuit slippers on you'll be fine uh, <laughs> um but that's the thing like that's that's another another aspect of it like cons have always had that sort of thing and that's one thing i like about some of the cons the fursuit walks fursuit walks are really really good uh for fursuits i know back when me and blazer started doing i think 
further confusion. I can't remember. Did they they did one and it was just within the lobby or within the the hotel? Yeah, it was. It was a roundabout. The thing was, we actually were at the double tree at the time, hmm. and what they had was they had escalators, and we would just go, like. I think it was we started up on the second floor where the dance, headless dance, dance room and was. dance room yeah. and the uh, headless lounge because I remember they said gather at the headless we lounge and then we we'll move there. on. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a very small parade, but we started out in there, went down the escalator, and then we would do a once through a actually it was a once through. We would go straight through the entire lobby and everything past the dining area down this one hallway and out the back of the hotel Mm. and then they would have somebody up on the top floor and everything take a picture of everybody Mm -hmm. down below and now but but then over the years they've all now changed and now they've sort of been going further out i know uh convergence when that was still around we did one where instead of it being in the hotel we actually went out and did a full block around the hotel um Again, being in Melbourne, Australia, that's also kind of a dangerous thing, but it also worked and we had enough people. Um, I remember one year we did it and we ended up walking to Melbourne Museum and the museum was all cool with us and we just ended up walking straight through down the museum. That was kind of cool. I've been to the Euroference. Euroference one was, uh, that was 20, 2013, I think it was. Euroference one was before it went to Berlin, they ended up going outside the hotel. You would walk outside out into like this little beer garden area. We were there. Um, we would then walk across a bridge. I'm down where, for a beer garden. Yeah. We walked across a bridge. We had a photo because a bunch of furs were able to get photos there. We'd walk around the, uh, 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 on the other side. We'd come back over another bridge and then we would walk around, come behind the con or the hotel. We'd all stop for a second, we'd all group up, we'd get a group photo, and then we would all just disperse from there. JMOF has done a few different ones. The three or four times I've been there, we've actually gone through, like I said, we've gone out the front of the hotel, gone all the way around, head around into the uh, shopping mall. The first time we went into the shopping mall, we only did the first floor because they only got permission to do that. So we would go through the first floor, go past all the registers. You'd go into the food court. we then walk outside, out around. You'd go past another bunch of shops. You'd come around, go all the way back in. You'd then walk into the front doorway of the hotel. You'd go down a hallway out to this big garden area. Um because behind that there was a cinema and there was a little ledge. A photographer would get a ladder, go up there, get up top high, and then you take a group, big group photo, and then afterwards you could do that. Another time we were able to go through the shopping mall, but this time they allowed us to go up the escalators and walk around the top. To me, that was good and bad based on the fursuits, because some of the fursuits are kind of chunky, and these little escalators are probably, what, no bigger than about... <laughs> what two meters three meters Oz trying to go up them <laughs> try imagining sherbert sherbert had to sh- like sidestep to just oh yeah get up it which because was hilarious stiff tail and everything like the just had to oh just his just the, just the <laughs> his legs and all that i remember one first that i was with i literally had to like hold him up like that because he was sort of sitting he was sort of like one foot leaning towards me because he just he couldn't fit up the escalator and the whole thing you just hear this oh, 
Yeah. It's just the fur was rubbing up against the side of the escalator because they were so thin. <laughs> um, but again, like I've seen some... squeaking all the way up. <laughs> yeah. And then I've seen other ones where they've actually been in an actual, like, uh, they were on a boat trip. There was one with a boat with a bunch of fursuiters as well. So again, fursuiters can sort of... We can really get to certain places and you can get really cool things. I've done fursuit bowling. That's been a lot of fun. I've seen others do, like, archery. I've seen some do, um, again, you've got on, like, little cruise ships, stuff like that. Um, we do there's... walkabouts around in Wisconsin, too. We actually uh, have this... We used to have this thing where we would walk around like Madison and everything like that, and then go out to the uh, the fountain by the edge of the lake and everything, and we'd get a real big picture of us right out there. There'd only be about like maybe fifteen of us, but you know, I mean, the parade was nice. You know, we we would just kind of start off in one little area and then just walk past the you know the Capitol building and everything, and we'd bump into like people getting. <coughs> uh, wedding pictures you know because there were always somebody that wanted to get themselves in a nice big nice big picture and everything so oh, as yeah. the bride and the groom and the bridesmaids and the groomsmen are all standing up there on the stairs we're all posing and everything with them and everything and they loved it you know it, it was just something something memorable mm. and you know Fursuit even weddings with... are some of the cutest things ever there's these there's a particular couple that have a couple suits that are made based off their homebrew D&D characters. They're called Dars Edars. I have one. And they got married at a local con, and it was just so goddamn cute. I couldn't even. I Fursuit weddings are some of the cutest things ever. <laughs> I think getting married at a furcon is actually adorable sometimes, you know, or at least proposing to somebody at a furcon. I think it's, you know, you want to have something of a memorable experience and everything. I, I've seen when that suitor goes ahead and drops on one knee, you know, that that's absolutely a wonderful moment. I, I've seen a few videos where people have had things like that. I know um, there's been a couple I've seen at a dance contest. Um one of one of one of my probably one of the biggest things that I I wasn't a part of sadly but I was there for um, Tenny Deril and her partner or now husband Nightfur yes. when they did that at Euroferns yes. and then the one year that I actually I was actually very very fortunate because I've known the two of these guys God for as long as I've been a furry uh, it was at Euroferns one year we were doing some things and then at the end of the dance contest I was going to head back to my room and then I got grabbed by one of them and I said hey what are you doing right now I'm like uh I don't know want to get out of suit they're like cool come with me right now I'm like why what's going on so I ended up going into this room and there was like 30 people there and I was like dude what the fuck's going on what's going because he goes I'm going to be proposing to Tiggs today I'm like wait what I'm like are you fucking serious and I'm like yeah and it was such a high, like, I was so, I was shocked. I was so happy because I was like, because I've known the two of them. They were happy. And I was like, yeah, these two should get married. And it was really cool. So we all got in this room and then all of a sudden we could hear voices. Tiggs got let in by a friend of his. He came in and we're all there talking. And then all of a sudden uh, his partner at the time turns around, got down on one knee and proposed in front of all of us. And it was such a like an awesome experience, and I'm I was literally the only one in full suit at the time, 
And I was just like, ah, uh, <laughs> fuck, this is awkward. Like, oh, God, everyone's sort of like, I'm, I'm the only one in a fursuit. This is great. But it was funny because the two of them, Tiggs, who I've known for a while, Tiggs actually is a good friend of mine because he took inspiration from me, from my character, Biako, and that's what got him into becoming a white tiger. Um, he since now has a new suit and a new character. His partner's the same. They He also had a different suit at the time. He's now got a mongoose suit, and the two of them have just been happy ever since. But to be a part of something like that was such an experience because it's not something you would get to do every day. And I think, like Blazer said, it's a, again, it's a unique experience. When How often can you say, oh, I got married with a bunch of fursuiters in the background, like, that is something that is you, you would remember that no matter how old you get and stuff like that. So well, one other thing too, you know, if I mean you had seen lately, like my one TikTok video, and the video that I actually have po uh, pinned to my Twitter mm -hmm. is me proposing to my mate Frost. You know, I actually proposed to him uh, this uh, in April. Uh, I went to a convention up there in North Dakota uh, where a friend of mine actually lived up there. He invited us to come out there. So um, now just as an insight for me and my mate, I've been together with him over 17 years, and I finally just proposed to him. And the thing was, was that you know, we were just making sure everything was all in check with our lives and whatnot. But it's like I never thought I would actually do that, you know, in the in the longest of my days. And I like we were in the fursuit parade at the convention. Everybody saw us and everything. And then afterwards, we decided to go outside, get some air. And I felt the time was right. I was in my Kimpachi outfit, you know, having to go uh, my captain's outfit. And I had my sword with me and everything, laid it down in front of me. Frost was in his um, Blink's Time Sweeper uh, cosplay. Mm -hmm. And he put his Time Sweeper on the ground. And I was on both my I was on both my knees and everything like that. And I was just thinking the whole time. I was nervous as shit. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I was nervous <laughs> as hell. And when the moment was right. I just reached inside, reached inside my robe, pulled out the ring and everything like that. And I just asked him to marry me. And he, he was in tears. I couldn't, he was in suit, but I, he was in so, so many tears when I did that for him. <laughs> that it, it was one of the greatest things that he could ever be happy to have. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, we've been through, we've been through so much shit together in these 17 yeah. years we've been together. And it's like mm. I tried to live stream it and everything through TikTok. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Live streams. Well, the thing was, it was working, but the damn connection was so bad <laughs> it cut it cut out me asking, "Will you marry me?" Uh, but that sucks. I I managed to I managed to download the video, and I took screenshots of me handing, holding the ring and you know afterwards the connection was solid again of me putting the ring on his finger mm. and now that now the thing is is that you know we're
no longer we're no we're mates but now he's my fiance instead of you know just my yeah. boyfriend <laughs> and you know my standards ha- just got higher i'm not gonna lie my goddamn husband the only one and only time he ever went to a con he threw up in a bush never again <laughs> never again <laughs> Well, I'm saying, okay. God. Hey, well, he yeah. grew up in a bush. <laughs> he has really bad social anxiety, and that's when we learned how oh. bad to the extent it uh. was. And Anthro Northwest is a during that year, in 2019, we were in a much nice. smaller hotel, so there was a lot of people compact in this. We've moved to a bigger hotel now, but like, he just got so overwhelmed by the amount of people that mm. he just hurled at a bush, and I sat there in my mannequin, just like. Oh, oh shit. Okay, yeah. you're not coming. He's like, I don't think I can I've... be a person handler. I'm like, no, I don't think you can. You, you, I've seen, I've you seen. Go back to the room and sleep. <laughs> I've seen some fursuit cup. I've seen some fursuit couples have certain accessories out of them. Like I've seen one couple, they've actually got uh, bracelets on, but it's technically like their actual wedding rings. I've seen that sort of a thing. There's, um, you two might know, have you seen the uh, multicolored, or not multicolored, the uh, pink and black and green and black bunnies? The bunnies, yeah. Yeah, Gadget and Gizmo. There you go, yeah. That's another. Yeah, they call Sherbert, like, their bunny parent or something like that. Yeah, that's it. I I remember Sherb telling me about that. Yeah, but but that's the thing, like, I've seen a lot of fursuit couples do that. They'll have something where it's, like, an accessory added on to their fursuit or something that sort of shows that they're with someone else or there's, like, Gidget and Gadget where they have uh, matching suits or they're inverted. I know there's a couple... Um, I can't remember who it was, or it might have been Tanny and Night Fox, but they've got like two. I need wolves. somebody to get matching fursuits with me. I'm feeling left out now. That's just- <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, that's thing. Like a lot of couples that are a fursuiters do that as well. They'll get a fursuit that sort of shows their things that they're either in love with someone or they're together kind of things. Um, another couple I know from Germany as well, um, and I'm really bad because I've forgotten their names right off the top of my head, but they have uh, they have um, pandas, uh, red pandas, but they're flipped in the colours. And when they're together, it looks like a mismatch of but they're, when they're separate, you can say that they're two separate red pandas. Um, I know another couple... Dusk and his partner, has, uh, Dusk and, oh my God, what is his name? Shit. Uh, oh, they're going to kill me for this if I don't remember their name. Fuck, that's terrible. But uh, <laughs> but Dusk has like his normal. It'll come back to you. It probably will. Dusk has like this purple and blue red panda and then his partner's this white tiger with green stripes. But the thing is they have this thing where when they're together and oh. Um, yeah, I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I think he actually is a local. Um, yeah, they recently moved to oh Chicago. God. They recently moved to Chicago together. I want to say um, typewriter, but I could be wrong. No, it's not typewriter. It's Dusk oh. and... Oh, wait, no. Dusk and... Uh, Dusk? Tempo? No, I don't think no, that's... No, never mind. Tempo's the... No, Tempo's the name of the spotted Arcanine. Uh, that's the wrong person. Oh, okay. I'm, but I'm, I've seen... I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's going to haunt me. I know, I know who you're know. talking about. Though. Yeah, good. But yeah, there's there's things like that where they you see fursuit couples doing things like that where they're sort of mismatch, and that's really really cool as well. And who Quick knows? Chat, if... Google it for us. 
<laughs> but um yeah I, I don't know i i'm looking forward to what the future brings for fursuits because again we already know like 3d printing's now a thing and that sort of shows like where fursuiting can go and all that again we see it with like melon said melon's got a fursuit head that's 3d printed we've seen now there's protogens that are having Make 3d sure you put that stuff away before you do any hard activities because that thing falling on your head hurts um but there's things like i've seen a 3d printed scythe i've seen a 3d printed protogen um i know my original maker of biaco latin vixen a lot of her fursuit heads have been 3d printed and she uses that as a template for making her fursuits um i've seen plenty of them using a suit style that's unique Hmm. Um, there's this guy that made his versatile and he wears his when he goes snowboarding and it has yes. indentation so that snow goggles fit over it. I know the one you're talking about. I've seen his oh, TikToks. Miles. miles. That's yeah, the one. My, yep. Miles and them. Hmm. There's Miles and then there's one other person. I can't remember. Uh, Silver, strong I think Bob. is their name. Strong, uh, uh, strong Bob Fox. Strong Bob? Okay. So they, 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 you, think, they have like, they have a... There's a bunch of like snowboarding and skiing fursuiters that have versatile heads that have been modified for sports. Yes, I've seen those, yep. some of those them as well. Those are cool too. Somebody made a whole fursuit out of a motorcycle helmet. Well, that's that was the other thing because there is. Helmet. Well, there's also a company in the fandom that actually makes fursuit heads that are bike helmets, and they're actually road legal. Um, I've actually seen a couple Ooh, yeah, of that's them. A... Graf uh, avian something. They're Graf a DJ too. Uh, avian G G F Z X, I think. I think that's I, the yeah, one. I'm yeah, I'm following them. Hold on. Yeah, same. <laughs> but um, they they've I've actually been. Looking, been... At, I've been looking at a lot of their helmets. I love the feline ones. Oh, I know. I, I want I I want to get their one done of dark and for one of my, for me. Um, but again, I've seen people who have bought. Me. Yeah, I've seen some people who buy that helmet and they actually make a fursuit based around it. There was one... Oh, who was it? Shit. Spartacus. Spartacus. Uh, a friend of mine, I think you know Spartacus as well. Spartacus? Spartacus? How, I, haven't, how I haven't seen Spartacus in such a long time. But okay. I know who you're but, you know, he, he's actually got a, he's got a cheetah helmet, but he actually made a fursuit based around that and... Honestly, if you didn't realize it at the time, you would honestly think it's a fursuit, but it's actually just a, a bike helmet with the fur, fur attire. But it looks really well done. Um, again, fursuits are getting designed differently all the time. Again, back when me and Blaze did it, it was just foam, off you go, there you go. Nowadays, there's going to be LEDs, fans. Um, another good friend of mine who I think still has it in his one um, – he has a walkie-talkie with him and his partner. So if they're out at a con or whatever and whatever, he'll just, he'll, like, twist his ear or something and he can start talking to his partner who's on, like, the other side. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, again, first thing always evolve. Like, I feel like every year it, it evolves. Because isn't it like every year I've seen, there's always been like a new new fursuiter that comes in and another one comes in and then another one comes in and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger that bloody gene pool like a lot of the, the older fact, the fact that so many are getting made nowadays you know of like people coming up with more inventive ideas you know is a lot more interesting to look at than somebody going ahead and getting the exact same one 
but turning it into either different species mm-hmm. or, you know, doing it in the style of, like, you know, just upgrading it and everything like mm. that. They're they're getting it the same the same character done by different fursuit makers. Which is what like I... They're getting different well, not... styles, like, you know, Lacey, Latin Vix, and Scribble. Not the unique species that I've been seeing way more unique species. I would rather see more unique species because it's just like, you know, even at the time when Second Life was a thing, everybody was always getting the cruxes. I mean, everybody remembers those. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, all the all the different crux fursuiters. Like, like I, Thomas. I, as soon as Second Life was a few, <laughs> Yeah. There was actually one that I, there was one that I used to remember that was an absolute sweetheart. I, I, I don't know if you remember her. Springdale. Oh, Springdale. <laughs> I, oh god, uh, there's someone I haven't seen. I haven't seen S- Springdale. I'm sorry, and I'm going to say this: Springdale looked like angel dust. Okay, the freaking design and fur pattern and everything looked that exactly is true. like angel that is dust true. from Has Been Hotel. And I'm just wondering, maybe that was the inspiration for Angel Dust. I maybe, could be wrong. but but how I would love to say I haven't. I haven't seen them in the longest time. You what know? about? And what I was, really hope they're doing okay. What was the company? And this is going way back. Second Life. There was a, a company that brought out these really unique avatars. Um, oh, I can't remember. And it had like wood in it. Some duskwood. Was it duskwood? I'm trying to think. Of the, luskwood. Was it, L- luskwood. Was that it? Luskwood or duskwood? Yeah, it was the it was the Luskwood for uh, Luskwood things because they were the first well, ones to actually come out with their avatars. But and the first one that came out was this Luskwood fox. Yes, but that fox also became a fursuit, and I know this because mm-hmm. I remember meeting them at Further Confusion two thousand and seven. That was the first time I had learned about that company because I didn't know about them. I was in Second Life, but I didn't know this. And then I went to FC when I went to FC. I met. Um, Someone by the name of Sophie Calibra, who now goes by a different name. Um, and at the oh, time... Oh, God, Sophie. I know, I haven't seen her in forever. I miss her. Anyway, um, I still love her goat. Her goat Sophie her was goat. one of the first goats. She's actually one of the people who also worked on Biaco. So when I met her at FC, it was just a blast. But at the time, her partner had a Luskwood fursuit and that was where i learned how they had the bigger feet and all this that's also when i finally got to see sophie and her goat avatar where she would always bang a goddamn hoof on the floor <laughs> and they'd get a and they'd get a stomp session going i mean oh yeah once the goats started becoming a thing they were just all over the place but, but it's, there was actually uh, one other one and i kid you not they actually took inspiration because i tried doing this too it was the candy skunks. The one skunk that oh. stood out from the rest was was Godiva. Godiva. I don't remember Godiva. Godiva Godiva was this very, very slender looking like uh chocolate skunk. Chocolate covered skunk. And they they just pretty much were one species, but completely went ahead and used the color scheme of different candies and they were just all because there was Reese's there was Godiva there was um I think there was Hershey or something like that I'm not sure but I felt like you know one species was one thing so I came up with the inspirational idea to create a thing called the soda pups 
and pretty much this is every canine. Every canine, you know, you could mm-hmm. maybe even use lupine too, but it's like I came up with it and created the group to where you would pick your canine, pick your soda of choice, give it a fun name, but only use the colors of that of that soda that you chose. And numerous freaking fursuits mm-hmm. came out Tell for that. years. Yeah. There was there was doc there was actually Dr. Pepper Corgi. There was actually there was actually one that was dressed in the style of Dr. Pepper and had an actual doctor a lab jacket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's someone... that for me. Someone Google this. <laughs> Two of I'm my serious. favorite things: corgis and Dr. Pepper. Somebody Google this. I need to I re- see this. I remember. Now. I remember. Ta- I remember talking to Blazer about this. I actually wanted to get one done. And it was for Pepsi Max because, again, I liked Pepsi Max. I wanted to get a Pepsi Max Husky at the time because it kind of made sense, but never ended up getting. <laughs> never actually ever happened. Um, but yeah, the, mine. I- mine was pretty much Sierra Mist before they changed the label, the old blue and green with the mountains uh, and everything like that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. going to be mine. That was going to be mine. She was going to be a husky. And we've also and now I had... wanted to get it done so bad. And then we've had, not only have we had the husky soda pups, we had, uh, I think they did, they, someone did the soda ruse. There was kangaroo f- of soda sodas. Came out of it as well. And there's some some really good fursuits out I of that. I blame Neil. I blame Neil, he, that's that's probably where he wanted to get his idea for mm-hmm. his suit. <laughs> Speaking of soda ruse, backtracking a little bit to when we were talking about not knowing really what to do early days in the fursuiting thing, mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. how to go. Um, I had a bit more resources than you guys. Um, I had Pakari Ruse channel when I was first starting out, and they had a lot of tips and tricks on how to properly like take care of your fursuit how to take breaks and like how to pack your fursuit. They had a lot of tutorials that were super helpful for getting started. But, but that's, but that's, but that's nowadays back when me and Blaze were doing it. No one taught us that we learned that on our own. Hell, I, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember when I was back, someone told me you should put your fursuit in a bathtub. I'm like, I'm sorry. What, what would I want to waste my bathtub? At? But again, back then that was how you clean it. But again, technology also involves, yeah. and now there's washing machines out there now who can do it. Technically now, I, and I do this because I have one, I have a washing machine that does, oh, speaking of which, there's my fursuit body. Uh, I'm like, oh, hello. Um, I've, I put Biaco in my washing machine, and it has this thing called a cool, gentle cycle. And I'm not joking. After I've washed it, my suit gets super, super heavy. I put it, I take it outside, let it air out and everything, and then I get a brush and I just brush down. And I'm not joking. My food suit comes out fluffy and soft. Oh my God, it is, oh. I love when, when you so get the, when you get the fursuit out and it just. Thinks, hmm. I'm just gonna send you the TikTok. I did the good soup meme. And I've it was seen literally that. my body drowning in the bathtub. <laughs> good, 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 soup. Soup. good soup. Good soup. Good soup. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. Um, good soup. Now for sale: sweaty gamer dog bath water. <laughs> didn't someone actually make that? Don't wait. Didn't someone actually make that as a, an actual? thing for i remember a con and i remember someone yeah. had a thing that was a, th- a flame oh. <laughs> oh my god uh, but instead instead of a bathtub instead of a bathtub they actually used uh at a fur con they actually used a hot tub instead so oh. it was just it was it, it was oh sweaty fursuit sweaty fursuit soup 
And they actually said, we'll scoop the water out and we'll send it to you of your favorite fursuit or some shit like that. It, it was disgusting. And then but I think... It's just like, we were we were making fun of the bathwater girls so bad with that. And then I think eventually... Hilariously enough, with the whole soda thing, um, I actually almost became a soda dog. If I hadn't found Melon's original design up for Adopt, I literally was going to be a Mountain Dew dog, and I would have been glaringly neon green. <laughs> oh, God. I just remembered the person's I'm name. Honestly, I'm honestly, my name would have been Dewey, too, instead of Melon. I think it would be adorable. I, I just remembered. There, can... actually, there actually was um, hmm. one dude that based his suit off of of uh, Fago Red Pop. He called himself Red Pup. And he, he he's actually he's actually uh, he used to be a a, a Michigan fur. Okay. And I think he moved recently. Hmm. But um I he wore that suit for years and he absolutely loved that suit. Hmm. I just remembered the tiger I was talking about, Dusk Fiber Tiger. Fiber. I, I couldn't for the life of him remember Fiber Tiger. That's the one I was thinking of. God, he's a sweetheart. Shit, I, yeah. I knew it. It was I'm on lost. the tip of my I'm tongue. I'm just touching my I, chest. I don't know. <laughs> but um, at the same, but at that time as well. And there's been a thing. <laughs> not only <laughs> talking about bathwater, they also started bringing in where first suiters could get sprays to add to their suits. Uh, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, he goes by a different name now. He actually has a rainbow colored husky goes by skittles and i am not joking you with this he's a good friend of mine but if you went up and you hugged him depending on where you hugged him and where your head went you would get a scent and it was a flavor of the skittles and i remember this from an experience i had with him and it was funny as all hell Someone says, I'll oh, go hug the rainbow husky. I know who he was. He was a friend. So I went and hugged him. And then all of a sudden I would do this. We- and I did this at a con. And, he's at, and he-, he hated me for it, but I thought it was funny. And a lot of people enjoyed it. I'd walk up and I'd be like, I smelled all the rainbows. And the reason I did that is because his suit smelled like different flavors. He had like a red one was like a strawberry smell. The green one was apple. <laughs> Yellow was lemon. Like, and if you and, and he he realized this after all, and he kept doing it every con he went to. He'd wash his suits and then he would spray the flavor on the suit. His partner was a black husky. Sniff the rainbow. Taste yeah. The rainbow. <laughs> yeah. His partner Strawberry had a black and white husky, but on his butt cheek he had a strawberry and if you hug him you could smell (laughs) strawberries on him or uh, strawberry shortbread he would always do and he always would spray that stuff and i've seen other fursuiters now do that where they've done different things um there's a friend uh, another person i know who sprays chocolate scent on their fursuit and every time i've hugged them i was like why do you smell like cookie and cream you're making me hungry i'm like ah but again, that's a thing people are yeah, doing Godiva, today. Godiva did that with her fursuit. Godiva okay. did that with her fursuit. She she would get like a chocolate spray or something like that, mm. or even maybe wash the suit in a little bit of Axe Dark Temptation. <laughs> if you know that, actually washed it. I in smell that like stuff. s'mores. Ooh, I haven't. Ha- I have that's not had sense. a. S- if if there is any fursuit makers or scent makers listening in if you can bottle the scent of fresh fresh baked bread 
I will literally run to your doorstep and give you every single cent that I have. I want to smell like bread. For a second then I thought if, you said um, if, you, if you said flesh um, and I'm like, uh, I don't think we want to make a flesh I want flesh spray. I want to smell I want to smell like fresh loaf. I want to smell like loaf. <laughs> Um, uh, we would have actually, like Corgi, if if you're wanting, um, just an FYI, you didn't hear it from me. Um, I used to know a, a spray maker. Um, um, hi. Um, <laughs> the thing is, uh, the the spray maker was Soap Pony. God, if you know that pony. one. Do they have yeah, spray uh, bread? I I they might. Um, I I know my mine that I chose was blueberry pancakes, but they might have bread. So if they can make if they can make pancakes, they can definitely make bread. I'm googling it. Hold on. I know if I know you could find it on Etsy. But see, that's the thing. Would would you get a bread one, or would you give that to Wild? Isn't Wild meant to be like our friend Wild meant to be like the the bread mum? No, I'm I'm based off Japanese melon. Yeah, so I know, but melon bread. Yeah, melon bread, yes. But I thought when you meant when you said freshly baked bread, isn't our friend <laughs> Wild the wicker bread? They want to smell like wouldn't... a loaf. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was just getting at. Just don't but, um... just don't go up, just don't go up to them if they smell like bread. It's like, pardon me, I'm pinch I'm pinching a loaf. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a thing that's just, yeah, in the future, a lot of fursuiters are going to stop. Do you know what the actual term pinching a loaf means? Yes, I've watched Frederick Fox's stupid shit. (laughs) Believe me, I've seen, I've been in the fandom fucking long enough to know exactly. Back in the day with me and Viaco, of course, there were the one guy that would always make fun of our own freaking fandom and everything like that. But he did it out of fun and everything. And the one dude that he based his character off of was this really dark Cheshire cat. And I'm I'm sure you remember who that is. He well, would make vanilla he would shortbread. Make... Pretty he, close. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but a dark um, Cheshire cat. It, it was a Why? dark Cheshire cat, and the th- the thing was was that they would. I'm Why? not trying to cause waves here, but he would make uh, he would make fun of the baby fur community. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, I know who that is. Oh, for... yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna the talk about was, baby furs, a... but that's 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 something we're not gonna talk about. That's, but uh... <laughs> that that's where oh I my God, learned I just it like from. Cucumber melons. Ooh. God no! So sorry. Don't mind me. Uh... I'm just. The only thing is I have to be really careful because I have to check ingredients list because I have a coconut allergy and the last thing I want is to like spray that on me and have it seep into my fur uh, over time and then have it touch my skin and I'm sitting here like, why is my skin so itchy? <gasps> bacon! I can smell like bacon! Don't oh we have... Uh, there's there's a first suit of name Bacon and he actually has that on his suit. <laughs> he does! He, he, he does the thing the, tie! But what's what's really bad about him, and he and this is the thing is that he hates me, and uh, I, I, again, I'm sorry. I said to him, "You're you're bacon. I'm a tiger." 
of food I have to eat at every. I remember the last time I. He does. He has a tie. He has a scarf. It's all in bacon and everything. Mm -hmm. I remember. I remember. Spray bottle with him wherever he goes. I remember at Euroference one year he was in suit and I literally chased him for half the convention lobby just saying, come here, bacon, I'm going to eat you. And he literally would, we would run the hall and it was just, <laughs> he's a sweet, he's an absolute sweet. I love him to death, but I'm like, dude, don't, don't ever get a bacon spray. You're never going to have me run, stop you know, coming up. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing too. That's the other thing too. Even when coming up with a original fursuit idea, the one thing that everybody always does is a unique name. That's always been the one thing too. A you lot know, of people don't do a name for said character. Hmm. Well, I was I was very yeah, fortunate. <laughs> well, technically, two of my names are unoriginal. <laughs> the, well, okay. Well, one name that no one thought of, and for the longest time I did run it, and you keep call you called me it many times, and you still call me it to this day. You call me Biako. No one. I have never met another Biako. It's the name in, I've lived with. But I know. But that's what I mean. There's so many melons. Exactly. But when, so when I was in the fandom, I was still trying to work out who I was going to be called. I think for a little while I was known as Spider, Spider Wars because I liked Spider-Man and I was liking that. And that's where the name, eventually that name changed and I became Lord Shadows. I then learned at FC that was also a bad idea uh, because when someone calls out the name Shadows and you have a hallway full of seven freaking people named Shadows, all the same thing turns around. Yo! Every single one of us is looking You're at it. You're not wrong. Don't. That's like ever that's like some that's like somebody you work with having meet. the same first name. Do not ever set up a corgi meetup in VR because there's so many. I actually went and there was like eight corgis in one room, and somebody said, "Hey, corgi!" I've never seen so many people's heads look over and go, "Huh?" <laughs> yep. Yep. So exactly. That's after, like that's like somebody having the same first name in this place you work at. Yeah. You know, everybody goes ahead and says that name and like five everyone will turn around. The hell you want? So during the convention, because I didn't I didn't really have a proper name, I actually went by my first suit name, and that's how Blazer learned me. It was by Biako. If you don't know who I am, I've already explained it, but I am a, Biako is my white tiger, hence is why his name is literally just Biako. No Biako white tiger, no Biako tiger, because the name Biako means white tiger. Um, at the time, I thought it was unique. It was different. I liked it. I found out later on what it meant. So it was like, okay, this has more meaning to it. And I stuck with that name. But obviously, because I had made the, the account Lord Shadows, I stuck with that until eventually I was like... I don't like Lord Shadows anymore because there's too many fucking shadows. So I went, I'm going to go by Dark and Tiger. Lord Shadows sounds like an edgy teenager name. <laughs> kind of was back then. So then I went and jumped and now I'm known as Darken. But there are people then out... And it is now. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, um, but back then when I was in the Phantom, a lot of the people that I had met known me by that name. And again, I don't mind people calling me by my character's name, Darken, Striker, Biako. Like, I'd have no problems with it because that's how they met me. Blazer and his partner at the time knew me by that name, so it was fine. There's half a dozen other furs that know me by Biako, and I'm cool with it. Actually, I have a fursuit friend of mine that I've known for as long as, uh, as Blaze as well. They're actually coming to Melbourne to visit. And he still has issues... No, he keeps call he mm -hmm. keeps calling me he keeps calling me Tiger or he calls me mm. <laughs> I do it all the time, so Sorry. 
sorry we're we're, we're teasing you we're just no that's fun. fine <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that um but yeah that, that's the thing like coming up with a character design is always going to be a tough thing and especially if you're going to be getting a fursuit there are like websites out there where you can buy fursuits um i know these weren't a thing when me and blazers started out but nowadays you can go to fur buy um what's another one that's got it um dealers den um and all the there's these websites where you can actually physically go and buy a fursuit that someone no longer wants or whatever etsy etsy uh vaguely yeah um but well, I've seen Etsy's a very big long draw, you know, because yeah. it's like you never, you never know what you're gonna do with that website. Though... Because even though it's you know all arts and crafts and everything, every mm. you, like I said, the one the one suit I was telling you about earlier that the person just up and made the character and just mass produced the exact same thing, just different colors, meant for people on a very tight budget. But like I said. They got in trouble and everything like that because there was exposed metal. Hmm. Well, I know there's a... Uh, I don't know what's the, the actual name, but I know it as the uh, Yahoo Yahoo group in Japan, and I'm not joking, the amount of times I've gone on to there, there's actual Japanese fursuits in there you can buy. I've seen... Um, I've seen a couple of like Renamons in there. I've seen some Lucario ones in there. I've seen some wolves, tigers, and they're really good quality. It's just Japanese furries no longer want them. They want to upgrade to something better or they just fell out of the fandom. But you can get it. Like if you don't know. That's the other thing too. Mm. That's the other thing too, because there are also very bad websites that Mm -hmm. actually are having like everybody knows about the, I don't, you know, Ripper store is what, is for the avatars but there was something in the lines of that at the time where they would just straight up post your fursuit in that website and try to recreate it and everything i, uh, I think I it was think aliexpress I, I think it was aliexpress that had it for a little it was bit AliExpress. And, then, and then another one and as well there was one person that absolutely proved it all and that was sad to say lil nas x i don't think i lil saw nas that one x Hmm. Lil Nas X went ahead, and instead, he said he wanted a fursuit, but instead of actually going with a proper creator, he went to this makeshift website and bought a f- screwed-up copy of Aqua Wolf, or Aqua, Aqua Frost Wolf. Okay. I don't know them. Yeah, but yeah, he bought a carbon copy of that damn thing. It was so bad. And, you know, it's just this... like, so, there were actually other famous people that actually went with proper creators. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to say it. Violent J from Insane Clown Posse. Yep. You know, he actually supports his daughter, who is a furry. And, you know, he went ahead and actually went with um, uh, Draconic Knight. And she makes okay. great fursuits. I've known her for years. And she went with him in order to get his um, himself a fursuit from her. And he is, in fact, a white tiger. Hmm. Well, I thought he was a wolf, but okay. Last I saw no, he was a no. white wolf. No, no, turns out he actually, he actually was a white tiger, I believe. Oh, because the last one I saw, he was a white wolf with his uh, face paint on it, but... Okay, well, there you go. Um, well, there's, that's but true. Yeah, there's his also... face paint was on it, and he yeah. even wore that... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know this more better than anything. The Japanese traditional wear. 
Yeah, the uh, the uh, the robe. I've forgotten the name of it myself, but yes, I do know the one you're talking about. Well, yeah. But yeah, you know, stuff like that. The kimono. There we go, the kimono. But there's also, like, um, okay. what was it? Latin Vixen has actually made... Well, Mix Candy, I should say, I should be using the, the proper name of her company. But Mix Candy has actually made fursuits for professional sports team. She made a blue wolf for a Russian ice hockey team that they are still freaking using to this day. Um, she's also made one for a local sports team in her local area, and I believe she made it for the national ice hockey team as is well. That that white, what, is that that white white Russian soccer team or something like that? I or think that that's the other one. Or... Yeah, I think that's the other one she yeah. did as well, yeah. And then there's ones like... Um, oh, there was another fursuit maker that made one for a professional one, and they are now... Now, this is the weird thing. So it is a company that are not furries, but because of the way they make their suits they have since turned to making fursuits. I don't know the name off it by heart, but they make these really, and I feel, I'm concerned saying this out loud because I feel like Mel will probably have a heart attack and flop over here, um, but they make very <laughs> big muscle-bound fursuits, and when I mean big, they're like he strong oh, yeah. man ones they actually uh, if for people that are not watching the vod right now uh melon is currently getting very close to me <laughs> to hear more details about this but um they recently daddies, <laughs> daddies yes exactly um but the, <laughs> they recently we love a good daddy fur. but basically the creator has since made his own big muscle wolf and i have since found out he's actually attended quite a few furry conventions and because of that he has now started to now make suits not just for professional sports teams he's also making them for fursuits um they have made from what i remember and if anyone knows who i'm talking about please don't please quote me because i could be wrong i believe they have now made a wolf a dragon a goat a roux a pig and the most recent one, a bull. And holy shit. I'm not going to lie. The muscles for suits are nice, but I prefer real muscles. Like the, the a strong man that can pick me up. And the thing is, though. But actually, actually, Corgi, I can, I can actually top you on that one. I know two of them, actually. Ooh, tell me more. That are, We're topping? That are very, very well known. Um... Kyle the Tiger. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. I have friends with Kyle. He's he's so fucking cute. I can't even. And his ah. mate, Bosco. Yes. Bosco and Kyle. Oh, my God. 100%. There's also, um, there is a furry who, who unfortunately, his fursuit isn't muscular. Um, it's, it's a big bear. He's a big bear suit. But he's a professional bodybuilder. His name's Samba. Oh my god. I love his suit. It's so cute. But he he literally is half my size, but he can pick me up and walk off with me. And I'm like... <laughs> well, who's, but... who's the one muscle-bound tiger that looks like T-Bone from SWAT Cats that always uh, dresses up like a SWAT cat with a vesker? I know who you're talking because he and I are friends and he owes he owes me a fucking photo with, the, with that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna kill me. I well, forgot his, his name. Every... But, uh... That's the weird thing, though. He's had his suit for years, 
and his has just been like you know just cotton stuffed in the arms and everything like that mm. he actually he's, just uh, had you know just straight up fluff yeah i rem- well yeah that's it there's there's some that are out there that are like that um the Varus? Oh god, v- the, Varus? Mighty, the Mighty Moose, I think it was, or Mighty, mighty Moose. Moose. Oh, there was this yeah, one, yeah, yeah. There was this one, like, cow or bull or, or moose or something like that. It always wore a superhero outfit, like, looking like Superman, and would always, like, you know, <gasps> no, 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 that was, like that. That was, um, that was Wild Wolf's. That one I know which that's that was originally Wild Wolf had made Wild Wolf for Paws. He made that it was me, originally meant to be a, the well it was a fursuit mascot for a convention. That's why it was always in a superhero that's what I thought. thing. It was a he Wild Wolf for Paws is an old friend of mine. I've known him for years. He's an absolute sweeter. He actually got in trouble way back when when he made a suit named Ditto, who was literally a Technically, at the time, he was a ripoff of another fursuiter named Rajin Dragon, but he ended oh, up ultimate. God, Rajin. Yeah, um, God, I haven't heard that name in years. I I see him pop up every now and again. Same with his partner Grailcon. But um, basically, I remember one conv- at FC. Both Raj, I was talking to Rajin, and then Wild Wild Wolf came up, and I have a photo of them. I will post this in the uh, Discord server as well, where you see both. I've actually <laughs> seen it. Yeah, it's Rajan on one side, Ditto on the other side. And you'll look at them and say, oh, yeah, but they're two different suits. The reason why it's a little bit different is uh, Wild Wolf had a very unique style of making it, but because of the everyone had a go at him because it looked like Rajan's, he added orange fur to the head of it, so it gave him a mohawk. So he ended up calling it Ditto. <laughs> he called it a Ditto fursuit for a reason and i was sort of like that kind of made sense because it was like at the time because you know ditto was a pokemon who can transform into anything that was kind of the the catch with it which was kind of cool like i'm glad he sort of he made a law around it that kind of worked and it fitted well and wild wolf was such a sweater pretty much local to fc a lot oh yeah i liked his i liked his suit you know the red and white uh eastern dragon and everything it was great and he always walked around with a cane and everything too he was he had he had to though he had to and he still does because he has a with again i'm not going to go into details with it and i don't feel like i should he that would be his but he has a thing where he needs the cane to walk around um but no yes he he and i have known each other for many many years and yes that sort of his was and a heart um (laughs) especially with one Especially with he's one of the photos. Fucking Rajan was a hottie back then, you know, and I, I'm sure he still is now. I just haven't seen that suit in like years. Yeah. Well, he still wears it. I've seen, I remember there was a, he posted a while back. He was at a kid's event where he was sitting down at a bench and a bunch of kids came up to him. So he still wears it every now and again. It's all good. Um, but again, that's yeah. another thing. So, yeah. Um. <sighs> I guess now would be like I a like good... the one that uh, JD had though. It, it went with the theme of uh, FC 2008 when it was like uh, the Far East. JD actually had the uh, uh, JD pup, you the mean? Japanese dog. Yeah, JD pup. JD yeah, puppy. yeah. He, yeah. He had the Japanese dog for the FC theme of 2008, which was the Far East. And the thing he did with it was he he created that suit, and he was the uh, the food dog. And he actually created it for that theme, but he decided to go ahead and, well, break it in by 
<laughs> acting like he got socked in the face and fell into the pool. <laughs> by um <laughs> by our uh magic card <laughs> magic card uh like not the magic the gathering the, there's one dude that does card magic tricks i think it's dexter okay yeah dexter he goes ahead and does magic card tricks so he socked jd in the face as a joke and everything and jd fell into the pool but after jd got back out he put the fursuit head back on and took a long dive, legs first, into the pool with the head oh, on. Get down, and he's all cheering and everything. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but you know, it's always great when you see even fursuits trying to go with the actual theme or created theme of the convention. Mm. Yeah, know, exactly. The mascot for the theme of that con at the time. Mm. Exactly. If they do a Minecraft theme anywhere, I'm running full speed. <laughs> Away, away, or to it? To it. To it. To it. To Mountain, it. Mountain, Mountain. Why craft is at the end of my name. Ah. Uh, That's also why there's creeper gauges in most of my avatars. Who would you? Who would you rather? I was gonna say, who would you rather see more? Like, which kind of character would you rather see more made into a fursuit? That's a good one. The creeper. What in in the Minecraft community? No, 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 no. I mean, like, if if you could see. Any character in the Minecraft in the Minecraft world, who would you rather be, see that be seen as a fursuit? It could be any character. I'd be cool to say an. Um, well, uh, okay, so there isn't there isn't technically any characters in Minecraft. There is your players, the people that you can play, and then there's mobs. If you're speaking as in mobs, then that would be. I would like to see the creeper first, and then the Enderman. Those are my two favorites. I thought I actually saw a creeper one created at one point. I think it was called Creeper Cat. I could be wrong. I don't know. I've never I seen really it. I really need to start looking to see if there is. But I, I like. I had a creeper sauna for a while there. But I, I just really like Minecraft. They made <laughs> I literally fell boys, asleep I know playing that. it. I I fell asleep playing it last night. That's it. <laughs> I did. I so, was, I was hanging out with my friend Hot Rod, and we were playing. <laughs> and I, we were in a realm, and we were building. And um, <laughs> we made this like really cool floating island rope bridge house. It's really cool. <laughs> but, All right, so I do know that somebody is trying to create an Ender Ender Cat Boy. I want to turn Chaos into my Ender Dragon, but he's dead set on being a monster hunter. Uh, he's oh. a his character is based off of Gormagala. Mm -hmm. um, oh, good, cho good he, choice. He wants, yeah, he he really likes Monster Hunter, but I want to be my Ender Dragon too. Is Thank there, God he likes is there the something purple, in Monster so... Hunter you like? The few. The few. Oh, no, he does. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we we all heavily bonded over over Monster Hunter. We were like, I tr I'm, trust I'm me, I don't play. have. Uh, have uh, none uh, of us play as much anymore. I do. Go I still play. play at some point. I still play it every now and again. I've got. To, I'm actually going back and playing Monster Hunter World on PC now. I have so many games, not enough time because hmm. there's a new frame coming out for Warframe. God fucking damn it! It's got a hole for. Face. I know. I know. I know. Uh, I saw anyway, the videos. And Destiny I play Warframe. and Fortnite and. Mm -hmm. I just want that. I want. I want. And now Party I want, Animals is coming out, so. I want the tiger 
uh, animal to come out for Fortnite. They showed him off. He looks fucking awesome. Just fucking give me my tiger. I want it now. Anyway, we're getting off subject. Yeah, anyway, um, back, to so, fir- back to the fursuits. So <laughs> the next thing I want to know is uh, this: this is this can be to you guys. We'll actually put this out to people in the chat that are currently watching the stream as well. I'll also put this out to anyone listening to the, the podcast. Um, you can come into the Discord and put your ideas in there as well. But I'm going to ask this: What would you guys like to see as a fursuit? So any characters you would like to see as a fursuit, any uh, anime, sci-fi, anything, what would you guys like to see as a fursuit in the near future? Um, I myself would love to see, and again, Malin already did touch on this already, I would love to see like a Rathalos, Xenogre, uh, uh, Toby Kadachi as a fursuit. I would love to physically see a fucking fursuit as a, one of the Monster Hunters monsters. I think that'd be fucking dope. Um, but that's me. What about you guys? Um, you can throw a few in there. Because my, my <laughs> idea of like characters and stuff are a little bit different than yours because we are from two different fandoms sections. Yeah, section. but you've been in so the fa- many furry fandom before. Don't really have a whole lot of furry characters. Like recently, I've been stuck on Baldur's Gate. There's a few furry characters in there, but eh, well, what what I'm that also would look cool okay, for a suit. but what yeah, that's what I'm sort of mean. It doesn't have to be like from a furry game. I'm like because again, you're into Minecraft, so maybe you'd like to see a I don't know a creeper fursuit or a enderman is is what i'm sort of mean like any character from any game or design whatever you want what would you like to see in the future as a f- future fursuit i would like to see like i said the monster hunter monsters as a fursuit out roaming around hell i would even like to see a palico as a fursuit roaming around i have seen a palico fursuit at the GamesCon in japan but i would like to actually see that a furry con like an actual palico fursuit run- fursuit running around that's what I mean. Like that. You there know is. what? No, I know. An actual tiger bee. An actual tiger there, bee. There you go. An actual tiger bee. That would be cool as hell. You would have to get the I'd rights from. It. I'd love to see how they make the wings. They would have to get the rights from Tokyozilla to do it first, but I'm sure they would be okay, well, okay with it. Okay, so from what I know, Neo's terms are that they if it's their character they can do what they want with their character they just can't claim to have made the species yes but because it's an open species yeah or make profit off of it basically but like they can pretty much do anything else true but it's but it's a but if if i had a character and i wanted to get a suit suit made yeah true but if you turn that into a fursuit and then you wanted to sell tiger bee fursuits you would still need her or their approval to do it first because it's a big Mm -hmm. thing Okay. There's people okay. that sell textures all the time with the tiger bee. Yeah, but okay, that's okay. Well, that's different, but okay. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I, um, I know this because like I recently talked with them about this, and then it's all over their TOS too. Like, so long mm-hmm. as you're not claiming the species, they don't really care what you do with the character. Mm. And of course, okay. you can't make the model public. That's about it. Mm. So. Uh, any other anything else? If I was to go ahead and choose it, even from a video game or something like that. And I'm really disappointed in this because, you know, out of all the different female suit 
female characters in different animes and games and everything like that. There's one that I have not seen, and it's very disappointing. And that's somebody dressed like Carmelita Fox from the Sly Cooper series. That'd be pretty interesting to say, yeah. Yep. I have okay. never seen anybody make a Carmelita, and it's just like, it's so disappointing, you know, because there's already Crystal and everything out there. I would honestly love to see a beautiful Carmelita Fox, and I want somebody to straight up have a Spanish accent Hello. for her. I want to fucking Hello. see it. <laughs> Sorry, my trackers are having issues because I'm plugged in. And then, you know, if I was to choose anything even from, like, say you know, VR chat or something? I don't know. Maybe a Hopkin. Mm, there are Hopkin suits. I know there they are Hop- I've, I've seen, seen I've seen two. I've seen a Hopkin fursuit already, uh and I've okay. noticed now Well I probably I probably haven't seen it lately yeah. myself. I think the more, the ones that I've seen Reese I've seen and I know one's actually out there, there's a Wicker Beast at the moment. Um I think yep. We know the people, but Aurora has it. They're currently at Megaplex yeah, right now. Yeah, Maple Doe has one. Maybe yeah. Maple Doe has one too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Wicker Birds have slowly started to be created yet? Yeah. Yeah, more than likely. They're um, very rare. They just, look, they just look like bunnies. Yeah. <gasps> Wait, uh, a free cam suit. They're already out. That was the one I was just about to say. There's actually, I have a friend in oh. who's at Megaplex right now, and he, he has a... Uh, a freak ham fursuit, and it looks really, really good. I did, I again, me being me, I was a little nitpicky. I said, you know, your spikes are a little, little too small. And anyway, he's got very and <laughs> spikes on his on his uh, freak hand. It very looks really shmool. cool. Yeah, very small. I know something that would be great as a suit. Mm-hmm. What's that? Chaos's purple dragon that I made him for Christmas. The draconian. Ah, uh, yeah, that could be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if somebody turned that into a suit, I would, I would literally die and go to heaven. <laughs> I know there's actually a Spyro fur suit that actually walks around. Yep, there is. Yeah, I've seen the Spyro one walk around as well. Um, what else has there been? Uh, there's a there's a fur in Japan, and he actually makes Carbon Rider fur suits based on the thing. Uh, this year's he did a Carbon Rider Geats one, and it was a a wolf, but he he coloured it in the way of Geats, so it looks like it's the character from the show, but he's a wolf character, and it looks really really good. And he does this every year for every different Carbon Rider. He did a, a bunny for when it was built. Um, <laughs> it's Sans. I want to turn this into a fursuit. Sans is a dog. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool as a fursuit. Sans dog. Sans dog. (laughs) It'd be real simple. I could do a partial with it and literally go buy a hoodie and shorts. You could partial Mm -hmm. this thing. It'd be great. That'd be pretty cool. Um... I want to say I want to see I mean, a I know Mupp. Toriel. I It'd know there's lots too. of Toriels out there really right cheap. now. Too. It would be literally three colors. Black, white, blue. Yeah. I'd like to see a Mummagen out as a, as a fursuit, but then again, technically a lot of those sort of ones already exist, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one suitor yeah, that has wolves but... as big as that, and a lot of people think it's controversial. So I don't I know, know how that... well a Mama Jim would last in the fandom. That is person. true. 
That is true. Well, there is fursuit. There is fursuits out there with uh, very large parts. Been That's around a... for years. Yep. So there are there are suits that have been around a lot longer than you know about as long as us. Mm-hmm. Like there are suits out there that are, I mean, you know, large everything, mm-hmm. and they they never caused the problem. They never caused the problem. I mean, for years they've been doing this i mean shit the one person that i absolutely am great friends with roxy cat you know roxy cat has always been the cartoony the cartoony pink kitty and she absolutely had everything on that suit she was the she was the seriously plump she she had everything with that suit too, and especially what she did to me at FC that year. Especially what she did to me at that year. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Blazer could because I think Blazer was there for a Roxy, a friend of ours named Straya. I, I took your picture. I think you did. It was Roxy. Dryer, Snow Leopard, and Zigzag, I think it was. Yeah, those... Th- oh, my uh, God. Yeah, Zigzag. Yeah, hey, boy, that... Oh, my God, because I remember what happened in the fursuit lounge soon after it. And Growlcoon and Rajan remember that as well because they had the br- biggest smile on their face afterwards. Um... <laughs> yeah. um but that's that's the thing, like those those sort of things again. And again, it's really really cool to see that there's more. I just hope there's more, more car- more like you said, species and things will come out within the future that we can see. Like again, protogens and synths are now slowly becoming a thing. Um, so I don't know. It'll it be might just be me, but like protogens have always been a thing over on the west coast. There's a lot of protogens but, over here. Yeah, but what I mean, oh, it yeah. ha- but it I hasn't see so been so many pictures of them. But what I mean, it hasn't been as big. Like now, they're they're blowing up a lot. But back when it was you and me, you rarely saw a protogen. So that's what I mean. Like, like I from said, back in our back in our time, dude, the the ones were the cruxes or the Lustwood stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting. So hopefully, oh. again, who knows what it's going to be like in the fu- near future? I know there's um, oh, who was it? Someone made like a mirror kangaroo. It's literally a kangaroo fursuit, but it's all made out of mirrors. I don't know why they made it, but they made oh, it. Oh, I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mirrorball, the mirrorball roof. Mm-hmm. I know the one you're talking about. Again, people's crazy. That actually at Megaplex right now. I'll, I'll, yeah, if I can yeah. find that picture and photo, video, I'll stick it up on on the uh, server. Um, yeah, they're on. They're actually at Megaplex right now. I actually uh, was looking through Twitter and I came across it. They were in the Megaplex fursuit lounge. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, soundbites. Uh, soundbite would be. Yeah. A, oh, soundbite would be good, actually. Or an, what about an amp? Oh, big tummy. Oh, <laughs> I want soundbite. Big tummy. Big cuddly tummy. I'm gonna have to send you. I've got a friend. I've Sorry, just the met... bottom of me is coming out. <laughs> I'll send you a picture I of a dragon. Much... I, I'm I was send supposed you... to be getting cuddles by now. Okay, you. Don't... <laughs> That's why I'm like, I need cuddles. 
I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you. you know a what? Fuck it. I'm gonna send you a a TikTok of a dragon. I'm gonna send you a picture or a TikTok, um, TikTok uh, a Twitter account of a dragon <laughs> I've recently met, and I think you might like his suit because he has a uh, yeah, he has a very big belly on him. He's very cuddly, from what I've been told. Yeah, no, so, 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 I like big bellies, uh, mainly because the fact that, uh, my, my husband used to be really skinny until he met me, and then I fed him. And now okay, he, so, now he uh, looks like one of those big, burly, big tummy Vikings. So, so ch for chat and people listening at home, uh, if you want to get fatter than usual, get in contact with Melon. Melon will help you out, and she'll, uh, he will pump you up. I like, <laughs> I like to feed... No, I like to feed people to where it's healthy. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. 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 But if you don't exercise like my husband, you're gonna get a big tummy. But I like big tummies because not only are you nice and warm and cozy, but you're super comfortable. <laughs> I tried to cuddle somebody who had like no meat on his bones, and his goddamn like shoulder was digging into my face. And I'm like, oh god, this is nice and all, but this is not comfortable. No. Um, There's I nothing would... wrong with being having different body types. I just yes. really like having the nice, nice big pillow. <laughs> pillow. I was gonna say amp waves. Biako, oh, Biako mm. absolutely knows what I look like, so mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I don't, I don't look, you know, this well, everybody. or anything like that. I mm. have a, I have a physique, but I do have a tummy on me and everything. He does. And, I have shattered know, feet a... that looks like I'm a crackhead. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not judging. Um, well, everyone knows what I look like. Vikings. Hi, honey. <laughs> what do you need? Of which? Oh, yeah. Um, we were just talking about your your big giant belly that I have. <laughs> yeah, you heard? Okay. Well, I'm covered in cords. <laughs> make, sure to, make sure to give belly rubs. But, um, I can't. There's a... There's, so I have two cats that like to get into everything and anything, and when I'm in VR, it's really dangerous. So we have baby gates in the door so that I can get air still in here, uh, but it keeps them out, so I can't I, I have, can't reach through. Then you have him come to you. Yeah, but um, I, I, I was. The whole of... I require belly ring. <laughs> I was going to say amp waves for a fursuit, but I know for a fact there are already amp waves out there, especially one of my good friends, uh, beast of, uh, Base of the Beast. And holy... Oh, you're a really good friend, but you didn't remember their name. No, no, this is a, no, this one I remember because I this one I, I actually respect her because of what she Beauty did. Beauty of the Beast. Beauty of the Beast, yeah. They are... They are... Oh, that, was, that was another fursuit that was created. I just remembered, now that you're mentioning that. Um... Smiley. The smiley, smiley suit. Yeah, the smiley suit that's based off the Smiler roller coaster. The one with the uh, spiral eyes and everything. The black and yellow one. The the main one that has the speakers in it. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's that's yeah. Bearded Base's main character. Yeah. The one yeah. that is... like. They, when I, I met them long back when I was first in the fandom, but I never got a chance to meet And then when I went to the UK, I actually had the pleasure of hanging out with them. They are such a character and I love their fursuit because they can walk around with their fursuit. They can have music playing and it just, it works for who they are. They've even got a voice box in it. So when they talk, it's coming out of like their chest and all that it doesn't sound like it's coming out of their mouth. They've done some really, really cool stuff. And I've since seen, I can't remember who made it. Someone actually made a amp wave fursuit and it's got like, they're, they're, they've got a, 
don't know whether it was an iPad or something, but it was in their chest and it has the heartbeat that's in it. Um, and then in yeah, obviously the heartbeat monitor. Mm-hmm. And then they've got holes in their ears, but they've got you can put speakers in it. They've got the little speakers in their hands. And if I remember correctly, they did say they've copied uh, Beauty of the Bases design, and they actually have it where you can actually have sound coming out of the hand paws, the legs, and stuff like that. So that's really really cool as well. I'm hoping they're going to be doing more of that. Oh, what about a what about a prototype? A prototype? Like you've seen those ones, right? Yeah, they they actually have the avatar. They actually have the avatars in um, in Fur Hub. Actually, give me one second. Oh, are you talking about the one with the water them. bottle for the face? Water bottle for the water face. Water face, what? Oh, or are you talking about the prototype, the one with the really big booty? No, this one. The one with the really big booty. Yeah, it is the one with the, the big booty. on these things. You might have to stand up so everyone <laughs> yeah, they're, can see that. double cheeked up. If, yeah. if you can, my, I gotta show my freaking show my freaking cake and everything like that. You don't have to. So for anyone that's listening at home, you probably don't see this again. There'll be you'll be able to see the video podcast of this, but that is what a pro- type proto is. I actually want to get this yeah. done in my cookie gen. So I think it'll look really cool. I think this one would actually be good. I just want to see whoever can come up with like the lava lamp stomach. <laughs> It's a shader. It's a shader. No, no. I, I've, I've, I've worked with I, it before. I mean, no, no. I mean, it's like, as an actual... As, an as a fursuit. Fursuit. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I see them try to do this and, and make it as it a, would be. As a it would be. I think it would actually be cool. It would be a little bit tricky, but you never know. No, it actually could work. There's yeah. these mats that you can get, the sensory mats, that have the goo in it when you push it around yeah well, that's true and you could put you could put like a color core of like whatever you want fabric and then put the the, the mat on the outside and then mm. like sew it in the only problem i can see with that is uh if you puncture it at all yeah well that would be the only big problem yeah then you're gonna be leaking Leaky. You know what the you know what the funny you know what the funny part is about this one, Corgi? Um hmm. the fact that this is the male version, the female actually has Oh lava we know. Moves. Oh no, we know. No. <laughs> oh we know, no. don't worry. Yeah, honey, so it's honey, like, yeah, honey, it has yeah, titties, I know exactly what we're talking about. I just I just find it funny with the well, lava we, lamp for the boobs. Again, <laughs> we know we know Wild. Wild has this avatar and uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that I've been between Wild and uh, Queenie's titties, yeah, I like titties. <laughs> I myself am a thigh and ass man, but titties yeah, this on is, my This school. is the one you were talking about, the amp wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So speakers in the hands and everything, speakers in the ears, the heart monitor and everything. And in, in your uh, calf as well. well. Yeah. And then, of course, the big plug tail and everything. <laughs> I recently, sorry, my, I've recently been here like four hours, so I'm starting to lose my attention span. I yeah, apologize. I noticed that. I noticed that. That's why I'm, I'm trying to. I want to get us through it so we can cap it off. I'm sorry. No problem. All right. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. But um, 
but yeah, so that's again, who knows? Any again, the future Make we had... it's okay, but um, yeah, who knows? I also it'll, did it'll... like a full four hours of streaming before this, so yeah. and, oh, and, I I did, and I did loot things, I managed to slide loot things right in between, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the first Yeah, so, yeah, future can, well, it'll be interesting to see what the future holds for fursuiting when it comes down the track. And who knows, there may be a way where you can always stay cool as well. Um, I guess that's pretty much as good as we're going to really get it since you're clearly getting loopy, Melon. Um, I guess we can end this. I'm not loopy. <laughs> do you know how I get when I've been sitting for so long in one place? Why I do you think do, I have to? I well, why do you think I'm standing? I, if I sit any longer, my butt's going to get numb. I I'm literally looking like I'm sitting in a hospital bed covered you in fucking You can stand corn. up, though. It's not like you get a move I from standing. I can. Stand if I do, I'm going to if I, I'm gonna rip out the one in my hip. My butt's <laughs> all numb. <laughs> um, my butt's numb. Listen, I'm unplugging my hip. I'm unplugging. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm in a goddamn hospital. All right, so we'll, we'll slowly wind down on this, but what do you guys – so I guess the next question is where do you guys see fursuiting going in the near future? So we obviously have talked about the different species and stuff like that, but where do you guys see it? Do you think it's going to get more advanced in the future or are we going to have a thing where we're going to be able to become uh, – Personas, what do what you guys see in the coming years for fursuiting? I, the price is going up. Straight up. I'm not kidding. Material's going like, to be expensive as shit. Yep. And then now fursuit makers are really starting to finally see their worth because they're, they're worth the money. But, like, they undersell themselves so bad. So now they're starting to actually realize that, oh, that's right. This is a luxury, not a need. I can actually charge a living wage. And so more and more suit makers are starting to charge more, which I'm totally all for because, you know, charge what you're worth and all that. But I do see prices going up because, you know, the, the cost of materials and the cost of living is going up. Imagination so. is easy. It's just materials are just hard to come by. That is very true. Yeah, well, that's that's an understanding. But what if that wasn't a thing? That's what I'm trying to like. Do you see the fursuit fandom or the fursuit designs getting more complex, less complex? Because, again, we've already got things that are what? We've got toonie, we've got realistic. Then there's, like, what was it, the other one? There's um, semi-realistic. With the first of the 3D printer. Mm -hmm. I do see it going becoming more advanced. Somebody recently made a fursuit head that is 3D printed but made of squishy foam. I heard about that one. I saw yeah. that so it's it it is a squishy foam head uh head base that was all 3D printed. And so I really see with the advancement of technology, I do see more things being added in that's going to make things a lot easier on fursuits, like 3D printing head bases and stuff. Um so I do see things getting a lot better, especially as we advance more into the technological side of things now. Now that there's no longer a shortage on like graphics cards and stuff, mm -hmm. I I see like a ton of shit that's going to probably be coming out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, definitely a lot more interesting than when we first started, huh? <laughs> right. 
Well, we All already... we saw were like canines and cats. Well, again, that's what it was for me and Blazer. When we started it, that's what it usually was, either cats, dogs, birds. And also now it's like any species that exists, there's already going to be a fursuit of it somewhere. So I'm actually working on getting a bird. Oh, really? There you go. Well, I mean, I since, I couldn't, since I couldn't do <laughs> my soda pup and everything, I might as well do a bird. Hmm, that's fair. Well, that's fair. I was, a, I was a snow leopard griffin, and I had a... I had one of the DVC bird avian head bases, and it was a really gorgeous suit. I'll have to send you photos, Dark, and it was a really pretty <clears throat> suit. It was one of my most favorite things ever, and I used to go by Golden Senpai because of this suit. I had a, a hat with the word Senpai in all shiny mirror. <clears throat> it was really nice. I was dick. Bro, you should see it. I have gold shoes. <laughs> I have gold <laughs> shoes. They're under my bed. Anyway, um, I took him to... FC 2020 was my last con before the pandemic hit, and um, he got a little, one of his hinges got snapped during transportation on the plane. Um, oh, I fixed that pretty easily. I was going to fix it when I got back, but I still managed to get it to work and all that. One thing that kind of ruined it and the reason why he was retired is I took him off to go to the bathroom, and I set him on the counter, and then I came back out, and there was a bumper sticker on my beak. Okay. So I wore that the whole weekend, got home, and was doing the hairdryer method where you use the hairdryer to kind of like blow on it, uh, to heat it up so that you could peel it. And, and my cats, you know, Taco Nacho, okay, they were like six months old. <laughs> they were babies. <laughs> so I was sitting here trying to gently peel, and Taco ran across my arm, and I ripped the paint off my beak. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So that suit was retired, but back then, when I first made him, materials were so much cheaper than they were now. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'll have to send you, like, message you and send you photos, because it's a really pretty <laughs> avian suit. Well, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll, like I said I'm, I'll send you guys links to the Discord server so you guys can go in there and you can drop all the pictures and links and stuff in there. Because that's kind of what I want to do with the disc. (laughs) No, 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 you're fine. You're all good. Um, But anyway, that's, I think that'll pretty much do us then. Shut up, (laughs) Um, And it's, I think it's getting pretty late for something for you guys as well. So I think we'll probably call it there. I was making little sock sock paws for it. I have, I have the builds in my, no, I have the builds for sock paws in my closet that I was supposed to make for it, but since I decided not to make the suit after all, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to send the design over to my maker and be like, hey, do you want this huge giant tote of fur that I will never use? <laughs> Plunk. Yeah. <laughs> not the space. Nah, or fair the time. Enough. Or the space. Definitely no space. <laughs> fair enough. All right, well, I think that is probably a good point to call it a night here. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please thank uh, Melon, aka Corgi Crafts, and Blazer. Um, do you guys want to quickly do your uh, self-promotions, let people know where you, they can find you and stuff like that? We'll go with Blazer first. Well, pretty much you can catch me over on TikTok. You can catch me over on Twitter. Pretty much, uh, my name is always the same, uh, B-L-A-Z-G-E-R. 
You can go ahead and follow me over there on my Twitter page. It's Defiery Tiger, D A Fiery Tiger. And yeah, pretty much. Uh, I also do streaming as well, but uh, I haven't streamed in the longest time, so I'm trying to get back into it. So you know, you can follow my channel as well here on Twitch. And I'd be more than happy to play a bunch of different games, you know, either Destiny, Fortnite, you know, whatever. And Melon? Uh, so most of everybody from Darkens community is also part of my community, but for those of you that aren't, uh, I am Melon the Corgi from the Corgi That Crafts content. You can find me over on twitch.tv slash corgicraft, as well as on TikTok, Twitter, Blue Sky, any site that you can think of, I'm because I've been in social media for a while. Um, next week, I am doing a huge series on party animals, and I do have uh, openings for people that want to join. So if you have the game, you guys are welcome to join. Uh, it is open to the community. Uh, just please make sure that you are over the age 18 and that you are respectful. Because the moment that you say something disrespectful, I'm not even going to give you a warning. You're gone. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of dumb shit, and I'm tired, and I really want cuddles, and I'm going to whine now. <laughs> as always, yeah, you guys... <laughs> and as you guys know, you know where you can find me, my usual social stuff, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all under the name Dark and Tiger. Again, thank you guys. Thank you, Melon. Thank you, Blazer, for joining me. I really do appreciate it. Again, it gives you guys Pleasure. an idea of where some of us are again me and blazer are probably a little bit older here we've been in the phantom for a long time so we've first suited for just as long melon is re- recent you guys aren't even that much older than me true but we've been yeah but we've been first suiting for like 10 years that's the whole point you're you said in the last two years okay. i'm gonna make sure that your listeners listen to this you don't need a fursuit to be a furry which is what i was about to say thank you <laughs> Uh, but yes just just understand again this this is not to advertise old fursuiters are the make or break for the fandom it's definitely not that a fursuit is nice if you can afford it cool get it but please don't feel like you're obligated to if you're a part of the fandom you need to get a fursuit a fursuit is, I guess in a good way, is, is a nice little thing to be more emerged. Again, like Blazer said, Blazer started out as a partial fursuiter before he went into full suit. I just went head first, went fuck it, and grew straight into a head, full fursuit. So, again, it's sort of necessity. But again, I, like I just want to. Yeah. But again, I just wanted to show you guys get an idea. Still, just don't, don't go ahead and get it from a third party fursuit maker. Get it from someone who's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> But um, again, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. We will be here again next week with the next podcast episode. So definitely look out for that. Again, you can find us on all the social medias where our podcasts are. There will be a YouTube channel where all the videos are getting uploaded. So you can definitely check that out. So if you weren't part of the stream, you can never check out the VOD later on. Um, there will be a Discord server if you're interested in joining it. Uh, all the details will be in the bottom of the info box where you can check us out. Again, that'll be where Melon, Blaze will drop any photos, videos, anything we've talked about today. They'll definitely be in there if you want to check those out. Um, next up, we're going to be looking at a content creator. This is something we do every week. It's just to give a bit of highlight to a up-and-coming or non-up-and-coming streamer, give them a little bit more of a showcase, show them off a little bit, and hopefully get them a little bit more traffic to the streams. So please enjoy the next uh, highlighted content creator coming up after this.
But as always, my name is Dark and Tiger. That is Melon, aka Corgi Crafts. And that is Blazer. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, yeah, I guess we will see you guys in the next uh, episode. Any final words you want to get out? Vegan Ukraines. <laughs> she did more than once, and it's playing with yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's four. It's four. It's four a.m. for me. It's probably like six a.m. for you. The gremlin energy is on. Yeah, I can Indeed. figure that. As always, guys, take care she of yourself. Tried to get me to do this yesterday at like seven a.m. my time. I'm like, my guy. I'm like going to bed right before. We, we got to do something a little bit easier on me, please. As always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. If you're a part of the stream, thank you for being a part of this. I really do appreciate it. Um, there will be another episode next week, so we look forward to seeing you guys then. Again, please make sure you stick around and listen to the highlighted podcast or highlighted content creator. I'm sure they will greatly appreciate all the support and love from you guys as well. But until then, take care of yourself, stay safe, stay awesome, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye! Give me cuddles! Ah! Give! Give them! <laughs> you do realize I'm leaving this in Lucky. on the VOD, right? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you can end the stream with me sitting here. Liza, you do realize you could just get the back end here. <laughs> True, but I'd rather have incriminating evidence. Hello, folks. Welcome to the show. Here today, I'd like to share a little bit about myself. My name on Twitch is Tori Vimara. Twitch is my only social media. If you can find my channel, I am a tweet tweet in the furry community. To my friends, I am known as Tori. If I get to game with you, I'd like to be a supporter. Going back to my channel, I love playing music and the games I grew up on. Following with the games I grew up on, I am a small streamer. Also, I want to give a shout out to Darken Tiger. He gave me this opportunity to share a little bit about myself with you today and to lovely folks. Hope to see you soon, and hope you have a wonderful, fantastic day.